0: with your and friends. And you can't talk to anyway, so.
1: Yeah, I mean, you're too busy, you know, getting your ass kicked. Yeah,
2: you're too busy, like, sweating and, like, dying. So.
1: I do like that the, uh, that I ask you, how was Orange Theory, and your the first word out of your mouth is wet.
2: Yeah. It's, yeah, because yeah, the thing is, no, if you're not, if you don't come out of there sweating, yeah, you obviously you wasted your time there.
1: You're not doing what you should be doing. Yeah. At Backside Attack. At Fix Um, Your mic might be a little, I changed your mic, so you might have to get further into it, but you should have better sound coming out of it. How's this? Yeah, it's really good. Is that good? Yeah. I mean, uh, I think if you're right in there.
2: Okay, I'll have to, I'll have to sit straight up then.
1: Oh, what well, good posture. Yeah. Man, you're uh, digging that sweater though, huh? It's this, orange, like this? the theory.
2: Yeah, this is. Uh, I wear this Jeez, all the time. Is that me or you? Uh, that might... Is that
1: me? I think that might be you. Uh, that might be you. Oh, that's yeah. your. That's your Your buzzing. Did we do the thing? Did we do the at-backside attack thing yet? No, we didn't. At-backside attack? at Um. Hey, so no ads, we don't do that. We yeah. haven't got advertisers. No, nobody gives us money. But I went to uh, to Tang Bistro. Yeah, I told the guy to talk about this, the uh-huh. experience there. Uh-huh. it was really fucking good, man. Really, Tang Bistro is uh, is tasty. Uh huh. Tang, it was really nice. I should say Tang Bistro. Tang Bistro. Um, on the south side by the uh, by the theater there. Yeah, just across from Remedy. Well, yep. a little ways from Remedy. Mm-hmm. But um, super authentic. I mean, crazy, crazy authentic, like northern Chinese food. Uh huh. So like, if you if you think you're gonna have you know uh, ginger beef. Yeah. or uh or what's the other stuff there? Yeah, I could just put that there. Yeah. That's fine. Mm-hmm. If you have the ginger beef or like uh like sweet and sour pork? Yeah. No. You are not going to eat that. You're going to you're going to eat like some crazy authentic northern chinese cuisine. Uh,
2: ginger beef is north american. It's
1: yeah, oh good. yeah, that's straight. It's like not, what not, was it egg foo young? Yeah,
2: it's like ginger it's, beef. Ginger beef. Yeah, it's like it's not even real. No, no, no. It's no. not real chinese food. It's not
1: real chinese food. But yeah. This stuff was real. Mm-hmm. We were eating it. And I was there with uh the the old uh Red's group there with the old Douglas and uh the JQ and the Nick. Mm-hmm. And we're sitting there and we're ordering and you know when you go to like a Chinese restaurant, and you kind of go a little bit nuts. You're like, yeah, it's an embarrassment of riches. All the food is so freaking good. Yeah. I'm gonna eat all the shit. Mm-hmm. And you get like the you get the ginger beef, you get the the steamed beans with the peppers on them and all that kind of crap, uh-huh. or the fried beans, and you're just you're just gonna eat all this stuff. Everything we ordered, the guy's like, that's a lot of carbs. That's a lot of carbs. Oh shit. That's a lot of carbs. Like he yeah. wouldn't say straight up, like I think you guys should calm down. That's a lot of carbohydrates that you are gonna ingest. Yeah. He just quietly said it under his under his uh, under like his breath. He's saying he's
2: saying basically like yeah, uh, you guys. You guys should be hitting the gym, but you're not, I know you're not going to, but no. I'm just warning you. I'm just warning you there's a lot yeah. of carbs.
1: Mm-hmm. That's a lot of carbs. Like, everything we order, I just, you hear it just kind of kind of like a warning, like yeah. a warning across the, across the bow. That's a lot of carbs. Oh. And uh, by the end of it, you felt it. and yeah. It wasn't even that much. Like, we each had one dish, and then we each had, like, a supplementary dish that we were all picking from. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, me and Doug should have known better because we were there with, like, two broads who uh, don't the eat broads. the way we do. <laughs> that's it's what I say. Um, I don't mean it in a derogatory way. It's no, just the it's, word I use. That's, I, I, I love that term. Broad. <laughs> Two yeah. Um, Who can usually keep up with us 100%. And for the most part, really did. But by the end of it, we were hurting. Mm-hmm. Like It was just one of those things where I even had to say to the guy, I'm like, I just want you to know I finished all the food. I heard you say it was a lot of carbs. Yeah. I still finished all my food. Mm-hmm. But it was uh, a lot of food, man. For For the price that we paid for four of us to eat, uh, was just like just under a hundred bucks. It was nothing. a lot of food, That's and it nothing. was oh it was nothing, and yeah. it was enough to where like we we felt wrong for having eaten the way we did. Yeah. It was gluttonous, so I mean yeah, I know how to attack it next time, but the dude was really good i didn't get his name. I forgot the waiter tight though like he was really good at making sure we understood mm-hmm. that this was going to be a different kind of a meal this was wasn't going to be like uh like what we expect from oh, like Sejuan Palace. Or, uh, or someplace like that, and whatever anything it
2: is. Anything that's right? just palace, it just, it just, you're just asking for trouble. Yeah. No, yeah. no. That, it's not a palace. It's not a palace.
1: No. no. Nothing that tells you it's a palace...
2: Is a palace. Is a palace. Yeah. Indian it's people are like... calling it like, oh, uh, Indian palace. Uh, curry <laughs> no. palace. Curry palace. Yeah, none of those people... They're, they're, prison, they're prisons for food.
1: Well, in, and it's prison yeah. food. And it's especially like, like, for the people who work
2: there because those are family members who like, have to work for free.
1: They got And they're working their ass off. Yeah. They're not getting paid. They're generally probably just um, in the back, wearing a wife beater, sweating like a pig. Yeah, they're food factories. Yeah, they're food factories. Getting paid nothing, nothing, getting treated like crap. Yeah. Because, you know, uncle is making them work there.
2: Yeah, because yeah, he doesn't want to pay for uh, regular uh, staff.
1: No, nobody wants to pay for regular staff. Not they're cheap the- as hell.
2: Yeah, exactly. Not in the eating culture.
1: Oh, yeah. Not, not in our community. Definitely not in our community. And we can say that because we're part of our community. Uh, How was your week? Pretty
2: uneventful. Just, uh, uneventful. Yeah, just... No. Um, uh, yeah. Besides going to the gym, uh, what else? Uh, um. Yeah, oh. I, I try. Like, uh, okay. So I got rid of Disney Plus. It's gone. It's gone.
1: I was uh, I was kind of counting down to need to be like the hell with this thing.
2: Yeah, it was. It's it's not
1: good. It, it does not seem to be great.
2: Honestly, like, if you, I, I think that I think if you're gonna subscribe to, like, let's say, if you're gonna ha- subscribe to, let's say, you don't have cable, mm-hmm. okay. So, let's say if you don't have cable and you want to get streaming services, okay? Yeah. I would go... I'd rank them this way. I would go... Number one would be Netflix. I would go number two would be Hulu. And number three would be uh, Amazon Prime.
1: I could... I I buy that. I've used all those services. Mm -hmm. I I used to VPN the Hulu. Mm -hmm. And they're on their way now, too. Doesn't Hulu have all the Simpsons episodes as well? Uh, I don't know if they have them anymore. I think they needed that content for... For Disney Plus, I think a lot of stuff went there. Mm-hmm. Hulu is gonna get, I think, a lot of the TV stuff. They got Seinfeld. Yeah, they have like the Seinfeld. Seinfeld
2: or... alone makes you want to sign up for it. Yeah,
1: I think. Uh yeah. Um, mm-hmm. but well, next year we'll go to Netflix, right? Because mm-hmm. I don't think, um, Columbia or whoever it was, Sony, whoever has like Seinfeld. So- yeah, Sony has. Seinfeld. Yeah, I don't think I'll play ball with Disney. So mm-hmm. all that's gonna come to Netflix next year.
2: Okay. Well, yeah. So get either or i went through the list of what hulu has Hulu is yeah. loaded oh
1: it's, it's stacked yeah hulu is a
2: stacked palace yeah of entertainment yeah they actually actually you know what uh actually you know what i actually saw the list of like this uh, ign did the rankings of all of them mm-hmm. and apple plus came in dead last
1: i'm not surprised
2: they say it got like a 50 percent. like that, that's how they rated it apple
1: tv yeah, Disney Plus. You yeah. you. Disney Plus them. got
2: Disney Plus got like an eighty or something. Yeah, and then Netflix got like a ninety, and then like there was uh, Amazon Prime got an like eighty five, and Hulu got an eighty five point five, whatever hmm. it was. Disney Plus
1: has nothing. Yeah, that's tough, man. Dis- yeah. Disney nothing. is um like when I, when I was taking a look at the content they had, and usually like when you're in there, like with Netflix, if you if you watch something or you ta- you tap something, mm-hmm. it shows up that whole like more like this or you like recommended shit. Yeah, and it just seems to be like a ton of stuff. And Disney Plus is like, we also have Avengers. It's yeah. like I'll watch Simpsons, more like this. We also have Avengers Endgame. Yeah. Like really? <laughs> okay. How many times
2: can you watch those stupid Marvel movies? Like, you know what I don't understand. Is that uh uh you know what you know what Disney Plus is? Mm-hmm. It's a way to shut your kids up. I it is it, it is exactly that. Yeah, talk about Endgame. That's the Endgame of Disney Plus. It's, like, <laughs> it's like honestly it's like, just keep your kids mouths quiet.
1: The Endgame is to, to shut your, your yeah. kids up.
2: Cuz a lot of people say like, you know, like uh, those other shows on Netflix, those cartoon shows that like you know you just like if you're having a family party, kids are over or something, you just put that show on. I can't remember what it's called. I think it's called like uh, it has cars and like other. You mean vehicles. cars? I know there's another one. I can't remember what it's called. It's a, it's a popular one. Planes. Oh, like, I can't remember. I can't remember. Because there is that
1: one. There's a one show that's got it's it's like in that universe, and it's got all the talking cars and shit, and it's got like a plane, and then they're in a hangar and they all kind of hang out together. Yeah they'll do like adventure stuff. Yeah. And
2: it's like, it's not the cars franchise. It's Mm -hmm. like, it's called something else. I'll look it up like later, but like, uh, it's, uh, it's yeah. Like that stuff on Netflix. I understand like you want, because we, I've seen them like everyone's like, Oh, let's put that on. That'll, you know, shut the kids up. Mm -hmm. But Disney's like, it has frozen. It's got like, uh, all the Marvel garbage. It's got like all that stuff there, right? That's to like, really there's nothing it, yeah. there's nothing really in there for like people our age
1: the national geographic stuff all looks great like free solos on that if you have not watched free have you watched free solo oh yeah oh man if you I've haven't watched that I, i've
2: been following that guy since he went on uh like since he went on munchies
1: oh no way yeah oh uh, see i never watched him on that mm-hmm. i am um, i was big into the van life stuff and still am i was big into the minimizing the, yeah, they the,
2: explain the that, that too in the munchies episode in yeah.
1: the munchies mm-hmm. yeah when he talks about how he trains or how what he does in there and I got into his stuff because he was showing off his van once um, about like how he installed a little uh, the climbing bar in there, mm-hmm. and he's pissing in a bottle and all that kind of crap. Yep. Before like he he really got to show you that stuff in Free Solo, right? Mm-hmm. But um Honnold, man, that guy is a—he's a machine. That guy's a boss. Yeah. He's a boss, and on top of that, when you hear him talk about whatever it is, mm-hmm. he's got like no negativity for anybody else, um, like unwarranted. He's had no no well, unwarranted, just yeah. like out of the blue. You know who you know who sucks? That guy sucks. Yeah. He's, the thing is he's a Mormon. I guess maybe he is. maybe that no, too. No,
2: yeah, he literally is. He's a Mormon.
1: No, but I mean that could contribute to yeah, to I mean, why. I,
2: I think that kind of helps with it because like, he's very calm. Because the thing is too, is like when you're so like into something, mm-hmm. you don't have time for anything else. Like you just focus on like uh, what uh, that specific thing. Like cause, like your he, obsession. Yeah, what he does. He's the best at what he does. Absolutely. So when you're in that mindset, like look at everybody else who's like into that. Like like I don't know. Like look at people like uh, Bruce Lee. Bruce Lee. Uh, Kobe Michael Jordan like Mm -hmm. they're not they're not interested in like shit that doesn't involve them right they're just more interested in like you know being the best at what they do very true and they they don't have time for like everything else he's like uh, like you know like
1: well they haven't got time to to like you know worry about what somebody says to them on a comment I don't care well I mean number one Bruce Lee didn't because the Instagram didn't exist back then but when he did it's um like he would he would worry about somebody talking trash Mm mm-hmm in, in the sense that they were saying that you're lying about what you do, or you're unable to prove what you do is real, yeah. or that you exist in the in the world as a real master, rather than that you exist in the world as a fake pretending to be a master, or a movie martial artist. Yeah. Right? So he would worry about that kind of stuff, but really when it came down to the martial arts, he wasn't out there in the street trying to tell some random kung fu guy, that you know, or some random karate guy, that kung fu is better. Yeah. He's not trying to convince you. If you want to come over and learn, come over and learn. If you don't, yep. I don't care. I don't I'm care. doing what I'm doing, mm-hmm. you know. So I think that's you're right. Like I mean, there's there's more to them than just worried about what we have to say. Yeah, they're out they're out being pros, man. Yeah, exactly. Like yeah. Honnold's out there, he's just being a pro.
2: Yeah, he doesn't. Uh, uh, I remember he said this in the in the Munchies episode. He said, uh, um, "He's like, he's a Mormon. He doesn't like really." Uh, he doesn't really, he abides to like, you know, just clean living. Mm-hmm. He's like, but all the, straight edge. Yeah, but he said, but all the religious stuff. Religious stuff he's like, yeah, I don't subscribe to that. I think it's all bullshit. He's <laughs> yeah, like, I, he's I like, think, I think that's a it. cool way to look yeah. at he's it. He's like, he's like, yeah, I just don't. He goes, yeah, you just buy what you need.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, and, well, he's uh, a, he's a, uh, what's it called? Like, a, a minimalist. textbook minimalist. Yeah. yeah, he's a perfect example of a minimalist. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just him, his van, and climbing. Yeah. And that paycheck. Exactly. <laughs> and, that, and he gets a paycheck every now and yeah, then. Yeah,
2: exactly. He gets uh he gets uh yeah, cuz I know he gets he gets free protein drinks from this one company because they just love what he does. Yeah. He gets his uh and he's sponsored by North Face. Mhm. Uh, yeah, he's uh and then he has that show on Netflix. Yeah, yep. so for a guy who just like yeah, that's for a guy who like what he does is like it Gets you gives you cold sweats in your palms.
1: Like, when well, you're it gets you excited.
2: It, you're just like, whoa! Like, like when I first watched it, I was like, I, I was just like, holy shit, man! I can't even look at that.
1: Okay, did you? Now you already knew who he was.
2: Oh yeah, this is like this is like this is years ago. Oh uh, well, yeah. So yeah. as
1: you're watching it though, still, I don't know about you, but for me, I I know who he is. I knew the story. I knew that he was like going touring with Free Solo. Mm-hmm. I still found myself while watching it, thinking he's gonna die. Like he's not gonna make it. It was that tight, like it was that much of a tense movie for me to watch mm-hmm. like an experience it wasn't even a movie, it was that much of an intense experience for me to watch that as I'm watching it, and he's doing that, that weird like hand over hand kind of stuff mm-hmm. and like he has a couple slips, like this guy's not gonna make it. this is insane, and yeah. everybody's shooting was so like yeah, he's not gonna make it
2: yeah the the thing is like we can like I was watching it as a as a spectator mm-hmm. just as just like looking at it almost as if it was fiction, like saying yeah. like you know what this cannot this can never end in a tragedy, but that's. Just wishful thinking on my part. Yeah, but that's your hope, right? Yeah, because like, just, I'm just a huge fan of his, right? Yeah. So I think with, uh, with him, it's like he's... Uh, what kind of like uh, cured that ailment was that he's, he's done it so many times. Because that mm-hmm. that, that, people are like, oh, he, he, one day he decided he's just going to climb it. No, he's climbed it so many times. Well, he's done with it the different rope. ways of the rope. Yeah, right? with the rope. So he just memorizes everything, right? Mm-hmm. So I think what you have to realize is that how good of a climber he really is. Yeah. And uh, saying like, you know what? He doesn't rely on ropes when he climbs.
1: No, he doesn't rely. He has them. Like, it's like, but he's, he's not relying on yeah, them. Like, as got, like, yeah. when,
2: he's, when he's wearing them, he doesn't yeah. really rely on them. Right? They're just like kind of like they're just there to like just to yeah. make sure. But he has everything mapped out in mm-hmm. his brain. He has every single move mapped out.
1: Well, even that, I mean, like he's yeah. been like you said, he's been on there so many times that he has an intimate relationship Mm-hmm. with this with his face yeah with all cap yeah. like he's he's going up that and he's like oh here we go and yeah. i know this and yeah. there's a the thing and that little spot there this is where I put my thumb and that's where I put my thumb over my thumb that's why i press and it's like he just knows, he knows all everything. that stuff
2: yeah. and uh yeah he just uh yeah because it, it is the very very definition of uh, muscle memory yeah so he uh yeah, yeah. yeah i just uh, i have total respect for that guy
1: it's a different level too when you see guys like that in anything like you're saying with the Kobe and all those guys. like mm-hmm. there's just like a different level that when you talk to him, like I always kind of joke about how um like that guy's got less charisma than a hockey player. Mm-hmm. and then you see certain hockey players who are so charismatic and you're like, that guy's a gangster. like mm-hmm. that guy is a hockey boss. yeah. and it's just like there's a different kind of mentality. There's almost like there's two levels of elite athletes. There's these elite athletes, because really, when you look at the NHL or any, any sport where you're getting paid millions of bucks to play, mm-hmm. they're like the top 0.01%. There's lots of kids who play hockey. They're yeah. not all going to make it. These guys are the very top. Yeah. And then even within that, there's like almost like a subset that even in that top, say like 0.2%, there's now the 0.1%. Mm-hmm. And they're, the charism- they're charismatic. Yeah. They're great at what they do. They move really well. And they're just like, everything they do just seems to be like effortless. Their emotions are effortless. In an interview, they're like, I could say a bunch of shit, but I'm not gonna. I'm not
2: going to, yeah. Cause like that. They play
1: the character, but they're not, right?
2: Yeah. Cause I think, I think, like, like, obviously, like, you look at Carmen McDavid, right? He is the, he's probably one of the best hockey players who's ever lived. And right now, he's, he's killing, like, he, like, him and Dry are number one and number two in points. Yeah. In the NHL, that yeah. un- that is unheard of. They're
1: they're tallying up and down for who's number one and two.
2: Yeah, and they're saying that they're, they could be the first duo who will, who will collect above 150 points in a year. That's insane. That's the track. That's, all, that's what they're tracking right now.
1: Well, Drysdale is on like a 12 or 13 game point streak.
2: Yeah, he's going he's going nuts. And, <laughs> that's that's uh, ridiculous. And the one thing about uh, Connor McDavid is that when you uh, like even in like a- after interviews, win or lose, mm-hmm. he's even keel. Like he's just uh, he he just he's like yeah he was, uh You have those nights where it just goes in and uh, yeah. he's, he's like. Because the thing is, too, is that it's not a big deal for him to do something that no one has ever seen before.
1: That's got to... Because he expects that out of himself. He expects it out of himself. That's got to be something for other people. Like, when you're in that level, when you are elite, mm-hmm. and you're next to somebody who's more elite than you. Yeah. And you you watch him, and his response was like, yeah, I did it. I did it. Yeah, yeah, I did it. Yeah, I did it. And he's not being egotistical no. or cocky. He's just like, yeah, something I did. I did it.
2: Yeah, like, you'll see... Like, That's yeah. what I did just now. Yeah, like, if he, if he does a if he makes a shot that's just literally impossible, he's like, mm-hmm. yeah, because he's like, oh, yeah, I practiced that 1,000 times, yeah. and just to one time it went in.
1: Yeah, what's the? it's the, the Bruce Lee thing, right? Yeah. I'm not afraid of the guy who practices 10,000 kicks. Yeah. I'm afraid of the guy who practices one kick 10,000 times. Yeah. And then like you see him do it, and he can do everything else. He can do all of it, but here comes the one kick. The one kick he's done 10,000 times. Yeah. He's going you know, to kick you through the goalpost. Yeah. And you see it coming, too. Like, when you see him make that break where... All of a sudden, his arm comes out. The stick is long, and he's faster than you. And you see the other players suddenly; they just they fall back. They just, they don't know how to deal with it. Nope, they're it, trying. But they can't deal with it.
2: Yeah, a lot of, a lot of goals when they see Connor McDavid coming down. They they a lot of people said like you know the goalies, and they, say <laughs> they go they see that's that's their worst nightmare. Oh yeah, because they're just like he's either gonna like, like he, if he's he's gonna score, and if he does score, he'll do it, he'll make it look foolish because he's made a lot of goalies like you after the goalie after they score, the goalie's just sitting there. and He's like they're like mm-hmm. or some hockey players are like they'll. The, after he scores, you'll see their their reaction. They're sitting there. They're like, like what? Am what? I, what am I supposed to do? Because
1: he's not overly fancy. Like he's not out there doing lacrosse style goals. No. Like he's just coming at you with like good, clean, like A level farm kid hockey. Yeah. Ah, it's incredible. Yeah. He's
2: and like and his skill level is just it's it's unprecedented. Yeah. Like, no, he's, no, he is no no, the no one has ever been like
1: that. No man. I mean that's um like you we talk about the uh, the Gretzky thing on how he would do that. Uh, what's going on here? Ah uh, yeah. So the Gretzky thing where he would um watch the game while moving the the stick or mm-hmm. moving the pencil on mm-hmm. the paper yeah so he could learn zone time like when he's or um like yeah uh, that's like right. puck yeah. puck yeah. zone like where the puck would be where the puck was in the zone mm-hmm. where the most action was happening mm-hmm. like he would do that and then you hear about like Sidney crosby and the, the the washing machine like those kind of stories yeah and it just man there is something that happens with elite sports and I even know. in like mixed martial arts and uh whatever, in works, soccer, whatever work. works right mm-hmm. These guys were just, they're just fasting. I'm always fascinated by what their brains must look like when they're playing. Like all those, just the synapses and shit are just firing all the time. It's just red, blues, and greens.
2: Yeah, like I I think some of us have that uh, in some form or another. Like, you you know, when you're like, even like no matter what sport you play or Mm -hmm. like, you know, whatever, uh, you know, like let's see if if you're fighting someone. Yeah if you're going for a run, you're playing tennis, uh, I think everyone has that at, 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 at a certain level. Everyone has that, you know,
1: everybody which, has something they do.
2: Yeah. Cause like, you're just like, you know what? You see something, you see something before it even happens. Like, mm-hmm. You have that kind of second sense. Like, you yeah. know, cause you're like, I somehow like, I know the shots coming this way. And, uh, and then suddenly your brain starts firing, and you're like, you know what? And then all of a sudden, it all comes together. Yeah. Whether it's a punch, whether it's a throw, whether it's a whether it's a backhand, or whether it's a shot, whatever it is, right? Well, I know, like for yeah. me,
1: it was um like in, in from from my sport was martial arts. It was always like kickboxing, and there were times when you would just you would be overwhelmed, and you wouldn't be you wouldn't be performing well because somebody else is better than you. That's mm-hmm. how how it is, right? Yeah. Somebody else is moving better than you. Then you, you get better, and you train, and then you're, you're sparring with that, uh, that certain person, whoever it is. Or you're in a fight, or you're, you're you know, in the ring, actual competition. Mm-hmm. And you're fighting somebody who at one time was better than you. And this weird thing would happen where suddenly you're breathing better. Like, everything just seems to be moving so well, and you realize it. Like, I'm breathing really well. Mm-hmm. My eyes are moving really I'm catching everything. I'm checking everything. I can see them move before, they, before they're moving. Mm-hmm. I couldn't before. Like, I, I wasn't able to do that. And all of a sudden, your confidence gets better. Yeah, exactly. And you just, like, it's, it's a funny thing that happens. Like, all your senses just start, like, your lungs are taking more oxygen than they should be taking. Mm-hmm. Like, you just feel well. Like, you feel good yeah. as you're moving. And it's a funny feeling. I, having done that, like, doing that, like, I can kind of know, like you said. Like, it just that's, seems to be... That,
2: that's kind of what I'm uh, uh, leading towards. Like, that's, uh, that's kind of what I meant.
1: Yeah, like, yeah. everything is slow motion. But you are still moving, like you're like you can just seem to but be somewhere to be there. You're in control. You're in control. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. remarkable. Yeah,
2: because that's I found that like when I first started like really doing like serious long long distance running, mm-hmm. and uh, like when I was living in Vancouver, and before it's like uh, you run your is you run two k. Okay, yeah. if you if you start running two k, you do that. You can get that down under twenty minutes. Uh, like we get down to fifteen minutes. You're like, you know what? After this, uh, they might, I was told that. After, after, uh, after, uh, 20, after uh, 2K in under 20 minutes, after that, you should be able to run uh, – but just mathematically speaking, you should be able to run 10K in under an hour. Oh, wow. And so I was like, okay, fine. So uh, – but when you, when you start really practicing and you start running for your 10Ks and stuff like that, you, you do get what the cliché term is the, is the, the runner's, runner's high. high. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that is – that's a real thing. Oh, no, it definitely is. Yeah, and uh, so when you have that, that's when you know that um, every stride counts. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know when to waste energy, like when to expand it, when to reserve it. When you're going uphill, you know what to do, what not to do. Mm -hmm. And uh, like I said, the the game plan just comes together. Yeah. And you don't even realize it. You're just like, you know what? I know this should be – you're like, I never thought about this before. Like I wasn't like a – because I – Running does have a technical aspect to it, right? Yeah. You know, when you're going uphill, like, you know, do you want to work out your calves? Fine. Run your forefoot, right? If you don't, run your heels and just look at you Could It looks awkward, but, like, at the same time, it, it reserves energy, right? Yeah. And, it, you know, it reserves all your glycogen that you're burning, right? So, uh, but when you actually start, like, uh, when you start, I'm not a technical runner at all. I didn't know what, like... Well, what, but you
1: what, have an understanding like, of it.
2: Yeah, but but when you start doing it, yeah, you're, uh, everything starts firing at once. You're like, you know what? I know when, like, when I'm in a race, you know when to pass, when not to. Mm-hmm. Uh, if someone hits you, hit them back. <laughs> <Yeah>.
1: <laughs> Rubbing is racing.
2: Exactly, man. So yeah, it's uh, but yeah, I, I find that like you know when I, when I was really good at running, that's when I had those epiphanies, and I'm like, you know what, mm-hmm. I got it. It's all coming together. Everything's firing. Yes, it's Everything's, wild. Yeah, it's the best feeling in the world.
1: It really is. Yeah. I so mean,
2: I can't like I can't wait to get back into it. So
1: I'll be all right. I yeah. mean, that's uh, are you going to try doing some track work right now, like because the winter, or you're? i just do, gonna wait until summer. And go I'm gonna out? wait
2: until probably probably January, February, mm-hmm. and then uh, actually really get into it. And then, because uh, I bought a, I just I saw this book and it says, uh, um, it's just basically like, uh, it's it's a runner's guide to running. That's all it is, right? Because mm-hmm. like it's kind of like, um, uh, when I looked at that, it kind of reminded me of a story about, um, uh, I remember Bill Burr was talking about it, and uh, one always of the always like, comes back to Bill Burr. Well, the and he was talking about like and uh, like comedians in general like uh like as well like the because uh like he went to Ireland. Mm-hmm. To do uh to do some comedy right, and so he was drinking Guinness over there, and so he said uh, Guinness over there tastes way better than it does here, and so he said you know what um since I can't go to Guin- uh, like Ireland all the time to get Guinness yeah he goes what I'm gonna do is because um, like, after you have like something that's so much better than what you can, what you can honestly get here, what he had to do is reset his palate so for like, when he was here yeah so like what he's now he's like he's going back to just absolute garbage beer and, they, and, just, <laughs> and just like actually like and just drink that and start with that's that not and,
1: a, that's not a bad idea
2: yeah and so he said to his, uh one of his friends i can't remember what the comedian is he's the guy who always, he always takes his shirt off
1: no nah, burt kreischer
2: yeah there you go yeah and um uh i guess he was hosting a dinner with him and this uh, this, this other comedian i can't remember his name but he's on netflix as well really funny guy they're all, actually all three of them are, are hilarious and uh He's saying, yeah, he did the same thing with his comedy mm-hmm. or he said he knew someone who did the same thing <clears throat> with his comedy that uh, instead of playing like clubs in New York and stuff like that, he went back to doing birthday parties. Oh, no way. And then build himself back up again to, just to reset his intellectual palate when it comes to telling jokes.
1: Oh, so he would change the way he would tell them. To, to a certain crowd if yeah. he had the reaction he wanted. Yeah,
2: because he thought he thought maybe like what what's inside mm-hmm. his brain, like, you know, his, his comedy sense, his writing was becoming stale. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, the best thing to do, man, maybe just, just hit the restart button. And I just, mean, yeah. it's
1: true. I've heard about a lot of guys. I mean, I, I didn't spend too much time in that world. I'd like to go back into it, but I was with a bunch of comedians for a while. Yeah. And um, I, these guys, definitely not like Bill Burr level at all. We're talking mm-hmm. like local, mm-hmm. like open micers and, and just some, some randos, right? Yeah. Um, But with them a lot of what they would say is that they wouldn't do birthday parties so much, but they would just like ingest a lot of crap. Like all the all the stuff they were they would they would do a lot of things they didn't enjoy doing. Mm-hmm. And I heard Roy Wood say something like that once where it's just like you've got to kinda like live in shit and really not like what you're yeah, kind, like, kind of the walk, same thing, what yeah. you're around, yeah. right? And then you end up just like kind of finding this uh not a cynical viewpoint, but you find that that everything's burning more. Like you're you're mm-hmm. just like everything is just like your your brain is processing all the stuff you don't like. Yeah. And nobody seems to like that stuff. So you're just like, you're connecting with people who hate the same things you hate. Yeah, exactly. So you're all just like, you're on fire all the yeah. time. I mean, and that can lead to a negative too, right? A lot of times when you get that, and I noticed some of those guys, I noticed myself too a couple of times when I was writing for some people, that if you do sit in all that negativity for a long time, you become pretty negative. Like you yeah. have to find a way to disconnect eventually. Yeah. So I mean, I'm, I'm sure with them, like the big guys, when they start doing a special, and um, if they're around crap, and they finish a special it's time to just like drink a lot of Guinness you know yeah. leave the shit beer behind just be happy for a while like find a lot of things like just puppy videos man yeah I like guess watch a lot of Care Bears or something
2: yeah I think um with uh yeah it's, it's weird I think I think because um, I think that's kind of what I'm doing I'm not going into I'm not going into running that uh of the mindset that I had when I was in Vancouver mm-hmm. I'm to, I'm, I have to bring I'm breaking it all down to basics.
1: I and and almost you re-educate yourself too, right? I totally but I that's
2: exactly. it. I have to re-educate myself completely when it comes to running. Yeah, on the yeah. things that
1: you how you trim the fat? Essentially what you're going to do is you're going to trim the fat of all the stuff that didn't work.
2: Yeah, cuz yeah, cuz when I was when I was really good at running, that was back in 2000, when was the Olympics? 2010?
1: Oh yeah. When 2008? you
2: participated? Yeah. Exactly.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> when when yeah. did I when did I podium?
2: Yeah, yeah, I'm it, yeah.
1: <laughs> whatever it was.
2: Yeah, so I like, I was living in Vancouver a couple of years, and uh, um, I didn't. Uh, and so I was good. Gr- that was great because like you, you want to run there, right? Mm-hmm. Because it's so nice there, and like there's so many wicked areas you want. Like, like why would I take a car there? Why well, just if I'm t- going to the, why well, would take a bus or something like that to the Lonsdale Key. I'll just run there. Or I'll just like run that, there. Right? Yeah, so you're you're walking everywhere, right? And so I was like, you know what? Why we just uh, I have a perfectly calculated two kilometer race with two kilometer run. Sorry, that's the where the the view is is excellent. Yeah. And so, I that that does not exist anymore.
1: Well, so, not here, right?
2: Well, not yeah, not anywhere. Even yeah. if, even if I lived in Vancouver right now, right?
1: Oh, you mean for you personally? Yeah, it's not something personally. that happens. To you yeah, right so
2: now. I, like, for me, like I would have to, uh, yeah, I, have to try, I literally have to start start from scratch. That's rough. Like cou- um, at least you you recognize
1: that. Yeah. So, so ca-
2: couch to five k, like <laughs> I have to start
1: that. Couch to five k, man. Yeah. That's that's really it's a big one, right? I mean, getting off your ass it's, it's getting off your ass is the first part. We were talking to a friend of ours who was is just having a because of where she works and she might come on so i don't really want to like you know blow where she works because because that's like a, that's the a thing she talks about a lot mm-hmm. but because of where she works she can't get motivated to work out the way she would like to work out mm-hmm. and because of that there's like like her joints have been a little bit of an issue weight can be a little bit of an issue i remember this so you were talking about this yep. yeah but i mean the job also just like just Fresh saps your... her yeah so when she comes home working out isn't so much like uh it's not that she's being lazy she's just mentally and emotionally drained from her job Mm -hmm. and she's like i can't i just can't but not realizing that if you just start not can you only do it but you'll want to keep doing it and it's going to make that crap that you take in all day a lot easier to deal with right yeah
2: because you have to do something with it you have to do something you have to you have to burn that off because i think the i think the number one mistake people make and i'm i've been guilty of this too uh uh is that uh and i talked to a friend of the show about this uh uh sandy mm-hmm. and we've had the same we always talk about this uh, when it comes to working out um even though i've, I've gotten off, i've gotten over this um is that when you come home if your goal is to work out if you're yeah. like if, her example for example her example is that um when you come home the last thing you should do is sit down
1: yeah that's that's a good point
2: yeah last thing you should do is sit because if you sit down if you sit down you're going to lay down if you that's lay it lay down your, the TV is probably two, is probably three feet away.
1: Oh, man. No, I mean, I that's a rule I live by. Yeah. I try, I've got this thing. Cause like I, I've got a nine to five. You know, we do the, the day job mm-hmm. before I start doing this and photography is a weekend kind of crap. But um, for me, when I come home, I try not to be sitting until 6 p.m. Mm-hmm. And then before 6 p.m., I try to get my workout in. And if I haven't, I work out at 6 p.m. And then I'll, you know, clean up, shower, do whatever you got to do, and then I relax. Mm-hmm. And that's when you actually sit down. Yeah. I know it's like it sounds almost like one of those things where it's like, maybe it's easier said than done. Maybe it works for me. It doesn't work for everybody. It mm-hmm. works for me. But in my head, I have this idea that if I sit, if I actually become completely relaxed off my feet before six, it's almost like it's like the intermittent fasting of uh, of relaxation. Yeah. Like I only allow myself to relax for eight hours. And then for the remaining uh 16 hour gap i have to be at least on my feet my legs to be engaged yeah otherwise i just feel so lazy
2: yeah cuz you want to like uh, you want to like the last thing you want to do before you go to bed you want to be absolutely tired right your like, battery's
1: going to be burnt out man
2: yeah cuz like you don't want to be tired from work you want to be tired from like like burning off like whatever the hell you had mm. you went through that day right so it's better to like you know cuz like like let's take two examples here right so if you come home from from work you know like you came home you had a you know, it was a normal day, but it was a shitty day, whatever, right? Mm. Like just stress-filled or whatever like that, right? What are, your, what are the ways to deal with stress? What's one of them?
1: Oh, for you or for, for me?
2: Generally speaking.
1: Oh, I'm a coffee guy.
2: Okay let's take coffee right? Yeah I come ho- I,
1: have a, I have a ritual yeah. When I come home it, it, Stressed or not More so if I'm stressed mm-hmm. Like uh, especially If I have a weird shoot mm-hmm. For me it's You come home And I make my bodum I get the whole thing Prepped and ready yeah. I enjoy my two cups Yeah, And that's like With nothing else I might scroll some news I might um. I might have like The news on TV Or maybe like Some some uh, DIY show mm-hmm. That'll just pop on the TV mm-hmm. But I've got my counter space Like so to stand all the time And drink my coffee And watch my DIY Okay And I get that And that's like my decompression Because I'm not thinking about the stuff that stresses me out, I'm thinking about the coffee, the coffee I made, how tasty it is, because I enjoy the way I make it. Yeah. And just the the DIY crap that's on TV. Okay. Yeah. I'm zoned out.
2: Okay, so that's 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 one. That but is, that's I mean, my meditation in a yeah, yeah, sense, yeah, right? But that's fine. That's yeah. that's totally fine. I think. What do you like? Um, for me is like uh, what I like to do when I get home is that uh, um, let's see if I'm working. Let's see if I'm I am working like
1: nine to five. Like so, the, the wishful thinking would be like uh, when you did have a nine to five that kicked your ass for a little while. Yeah. I mean, it was like it was like kind of.
2: Yeah, draining so, because
1: of the people you had to deal with sometimes. Yeah, so like
2: wh- one of the examples, like one way the, to deal with that would be, uh, like on Thursdays, would be come here, right? Because mm-hmm. like it's very cathartic to come here and right? just like just. Well, this is a de- uh, debrief. Yeah, it's a debrief, right? Yeah, and so but the other thing is that, um, what people can fall into the trap, how people can fall into a trap is that uh, one major thing I think uh, you you'll probably agree with this is that people who are, uh, who come home, what they do with their stress, is they eat. Oh my God! And
1: so what they do... now? You're right. You're absolutely right.
2: Yeah. So they'll come home and they'll be like, you know, okay, it's uh, it's five o'clock and it's, it's supper time and stuff like that, right? they keep fine. And after that, when you sit down, lay down, you put on Netflix, whatever it is, and you're eating. Mm-hmm. The odds of you actually going to the gym and working out after that, or doing anything to make you like like, are, are very pretty slippery. low, dude. So like when you're going to sleep in that mode where it's mm-hmm. like you have all that food, you have that food in your stomach or whatever, right? And I'm not saying people who do this are are wrong or something like that right but like there is a i find that there's a there is a healthier way to do that so if you if you find that you come home if you want to change up the routine one way you can think about it is like you come home like you either come home or you take it with you like have your gym bag ready like by the door
1: oh you mean like as soon as you're in the door you grab the bag you hit yeah, the road just, and the thing is keep just, in the trunk of your car yeah
2: just get it get it over with
1: yeah get it out of the way
2: get it out of the way so if you can if, if you can work out in the morning. If you can't work out during the daytime, if, you're, if your workplace doesn't have a gym or whatever it is, mm-hmm. um, or it's just you know this, it's just not logically possible for you to work out in the middle of the day. And when you come home, it's the best way the best times to work out are early in the morning, like before breakfast, mm-hmm. and right before you go to bed. Now the re- not, not before you go to yeah. bed, but like well, but maybe but in after in the work. in the evening in after the evening, work, yeah. right, e- early evening. Right. Yeah. So like depending upon like what like if it, if if your dopamine is firing and like you know let's say if like it's all your stuff is firing and you can't sleep after a workout. Or you eat right after eight o'clock. You can, mm-hmm. if, if you work out late, you eat something. Then your stomach is rumbling and it doesn't let you sleep, right? But like, you should, after work, schedule it in as as as, as close as you can, and just be like, after work, just come to get your gym bag and just be and try it out.
1: It's your debrief. Yeah. Like if you go, if you've yeah. got like a crappy day at work, you got to put that energy somewhere. It's the same thing with the comedians, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, you you sit around all that crap, and then the way for them to process it is a they, they make a. a they make jokes. They tell stories. Yeah. They go do some go do some material. They turn it into material mm-hmm. for you. Your day sucks. The place you work is not maybe the best place, mm-hmm. or maybe you've got something in a good place that makes a good place negative. Yeah. And the way to get that out of your system is go for hit the treadmill. If you don't like the street, hit the treadmill. Yeah. Get an elliptical. Go do some weights. Do something. Yeah. To get your get do your it, body moving. Do
2: it twenty minutes a day.
1: Yeah, because I mean a lot of that too. Like not getting rid of that puts a lot of bile in your system. Like it puts a, like there's there's. Chemical shit that happens in your system when you're negative, when you're when you're being negative. Yeah. When you've got things that have bothered you, and I mean to get that, get your body processing all that and moving it around, and like you know, drink a shit ton of water, hit the weights, hit the treadmill, sweat, work out, get your energy in a in a positive motion, mm-hmm. whatever it is for you. Not to sound too new world or uh, new 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 agey. Yeah. But you want to get it out of you. You want to process it somehow. Mm-hmm. Working out is one of the best ways to do it.
2: It is. It's like it is. There's no. Yeah, it's like it's it's very easy it's very easy to say,
1: mm-hmm. but and the, it really is it because really this is. is something we do like working out and um like healthy living is something that we're yeah, passionate and, about. And, and,
2: and, 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 by the way, I'm I'm not some of those guys on YouTube who like who says like you know uh, oh six pack a, six pack a,
1: no you, a, you don't need a six pack
2: no you don't you don't need any of that shit.
1: I definitely do not have a six pack, yeah, but like, I do like to work out a lot. Yeah,
2: like I I think it's more of a like pushing a healthy lifestyle and like uh I think more people when they if they actually like subscribe to you know what. At the end of the day, after going from work, maybe like twice a week, I'm just gonna start. You know, I'll, I'll go to the gym mm-hmm. and just right after work and just see how, it, how I feel, right? Yeah. I don't. If you if you consist if you can consistently do that, maybe even twice a week.
1: Body in motion, man.
2: If you if you just keep doing that, mm-hmm.
1: you,
2: like you're gonna want the, to keep doing. Yeah, it. the chances of of you not ha- a chance of it not having a positive effect are like zero. I find there's <sighs> I, it, it could be zero, right? Like, but I think people just have you know what the thing is, you know what the fucking thing is. <laughs> <laughs> you know
1: what it is? Pe- I, I like the yeah. point. You you, don't, you don't fucking know the yeah. problem.
2: Yeah, i think I think people are like how do you put this? Yeah, people people I think people are just like
1: they're just they don't know how to schedule properly. Oh no, that's a huge one. That's a man, people ah, God. That's been a pro, that's been like uh a sticking point with me in yeah. people. I got a guy I know, just this just happened. Like today. I got a guy I know. Who, uh, who is just a mess. Mm-hmm. The dude is just a mess. Like, his, he's got a decent gig. He's, he's got a good job. Um, he's not an idiot. Like, the job he has entails a lot of mental power. Mm-hmm. So clearly he knows what he's doing. He can be trained. Uh, but, you know, he's got a couple kids. He does not have his shit together outside of the workplace. Mm-hmm. Like, he just can't seem to get... And it's all to do, in my mind, with poor scheduling. Mm-hmm. And then his complaints about it, like, you don't know, man. Like, you don't know what it's like. Like I gotta take the kids to their their game, I gotta do all this crap. I got a girlfriend nagging at me. I'm like, look, let me tell you something. And that's fine. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah. But I also know people who are in your situation who have the same basic general lifestyle as you, who have their shit together mm-hmm. because they kinda know how to schedule. Mm-hmm. They they I mean, one in, for an example, I I gave him an example of a guy who's just like him, who's a friend of ours who we both know. I'll tell you about it. I'll tell you what it is afterwards. Single parent, multiple children. Uh, multiple children in his home from his uh, current significant other, girlfriend. He manages to have a full time job and runs an extracurricular after school thing mm-hmm. for like a bunch of kids. Yeah. Never has an issue with scheduling because he's scheduled, or with, with like, you know, uh, like proper home and health and mental maintenance. Mm-hmm. The dude's just got his shit together. Yeah. Now, it's just scheduling and laziness, like not wanting to do a schedule, coming yeah. home and sitting down getting a bag of chips. As opposed to going to the gym, working out, picking up your kids. Then going to the other thing that you guys do together. Because he mm-hmm. incorporate the kids into that. And he's just like schedules. Everything does. It's like, you look at the way he's got it. He's like a date planner guy. Mm-hmm. But his date planner is all mental. Yeah. Doesn't write anything down. But he knows exactly what he's doing at 4pm, at 5pm, at 6pm. Yeah, there you go. Like he's got everything just bullet pointed down. Mm-hmm. And he's not a robot. Super fun to hang out with. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed hanging out with the guy. enjoyed working with the guy. Mm-hmm. But he's just got all the shit together.
2: Yeah. And I think it's like, yeah, th- those are those are healthy people. <laughs> yeah. no, I'm not talking about physically. I'm talking no, no. Like, I'm talking about, like, like right. Psychologically, They are healthy
1: people. Yeah, man. Yeah. And, I mean, I, I know him well enough to know that he's not nuts. <laughs> he's not one of those people who's eventually going to be, like, go full postal. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you find two of his kids in a dumpster and his wife's on fire in the backyard. Like, yeah. he's not he's not that kind of guy. Mm-hmm. So when you look at that, and then I hear other people give me complaints. About, like, you know what it's like because you don't have kids. I'm like, no. I know how to schedule my shit. I know people who've got kids who are in deeper situations in family units than you mm-hmm. who have their shit together yeah and
2: who, you don't know like maybe this guy maybe he did maybe he decided one day that maybe he was he did not have a schedule maybe he was like saying like you know what what the fuck is going on my life you yeah know, i'm going through i went through a divorce now I have, I have this i have all these kids you're
1: actually not wrong
2: yeah and like maybe, you're not far off then. yeah so maybe he just went like you know what fuck i mean i'm gonna like uh i want to i want my life to be awesome mm-hmm. i don't fuck the circumstances that, yeah. uh, that got, i got that got thrown to me You know what? But it's up to me to make my life as good as it can be. And even
1: before that, I don't remember him being really like... He was always reliable. He was never unreliable. Mm -hmm. Where like some people who kind of, you know, who don't have their uh, scheduling down, who don't have their proverbial shit together, Mm -hmm. are also very unreliable. Mm -hmm. Like when you need them outside of the workplace. It seems like when they're being structured and told what to do by a boss, they're tight. Mm -hmm. But the second they get out of that, they're just all over the place. Like suddenly, it's like, you know, that... The joke, when they walk into work and they're all their hair is combed, the tie is on, and everything's good. They get into their car after work and suddenly their hair is a mess, their tie is off, like their eyes are bloodshot. Yeah,
2: that's that's a thing. Like they I, look like they've been used for a paintbrush. Like yeah, I, I have friends like that who are just like like so awesome at work, but like mm-hmm. when you when it comes to like scheduling other stuff, it's like just a mess. It's just a mess. Like I, I, I'm not saying I'm not guilty of it too. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, uh, like I used to be really bad for that. Yeah, so like I, I'm still like. I'm still pretty. Ba- I'm still pretty bad at getting back to people and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Right? It's obviously a. It's a fault, and so I have to work on that. Yeah. And but, uh, um,
1: I know I get myself involved in too much. Like I, I take on too many things.
2: Yeah, I'm, I'm a loner, so like I don't really like. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm a lone wolf. Uh, well, baby. yeah, I like, think like, lobo I, I nice. I, I, I can't put it any other way. Like I'm yeah. just. Uh, uh, yeah, I, I hate people. So, like, so I have moments where I hate people. So.
1: Oh, I yeah. can hear the Bob Seger now.
2: Well, I, I just you know sometimes where I'm just like I don't want to fucking answer the phone.
1: Yeah, no, I hear. I, that. Yeah,
2: and I and I, and I and like, don't get me wrong. Whoever's on the phone, fo- whoever's on that phone, I love them. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, yeah, I'm like, I'm like, just like honestly, man, I'd, ra- I'd rather just have, I'd rather just not talk to you than have a shitty conversation with you.
1: That's uh <laughs> that's you know what I'm that saying? is. I I know I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. I'd rather not talk to you at all than have a conversation. I'm like, uh huh, yeah. yeah, oh, I know, neat. Yeah, like I, I. So you did that, huh?
2: Yeah, like I I just uh. I, I just cool. don't want to... Yeah, they're like, oh, And then they're like, like, if I have that conversation, like, when the fuck am I going to talk to this person again? They'll be like, what the fuck is this guy's problem?
1: Oh, no, you know they won't know. They're yeah. going to call you back in two days and, and kind of rehash the same thing. Yeah, they're like, are you okay? And I'm like, I'm fine. I mean, no, I'm like, man, no, they're I, not going to do that. Uh, yeah, so... No, it, the person you're talking about won't do that. The person you're talking about is selfish. That person's going to call you and have a two-hour crap conversation mm-hmm. where all you say... Where your responses... At backside attacks response will be, yep, cool, no way! I mean, yeah, really. And then that person's gonna feel validated, mm-hmm. and then they're gonna call you back in three days and t- give you the same. They're gonna rehash basically the same story again. Yeah. And your response is gonna be like, "No way! Cool." Yeah. I I don't know. I just feel that's like, rad, my friend. I know. Yeah.
2: I just I just can't have I just can't have those conversations. <laughs> you can't even. They're the, they're the bane of my existence. I just uh. kinda can't do it. So yeah, I'd I'd rather just uh uh, and I I th- I think most people feel that are like that sometimes. No, I think I think. Like I think I think I shouldn't say most people, but not most people people can. some people I think people in my circle of friends I think my circle of friends I can see that
1: the birds of a feather, right yeah, so I mean we we do that mm-hmm. when then we have those conversations with other people, yeah, we end up being the people who just give the canned responses yeah we we should just have a soundboard mm-hmm. like when those when those other people call us, we should just put the phone onto a soundboard and do whatever we're doing, and just every now and then just hit the the appropriate response mm-hmm. or just it doesn't even have to be it could be a lever that you flick. That just gives a, a genuine, um, or a general, uh, what do they call that? Like a positive response yeah. every time. So it's like six little words, or six phrases. Yeah. Neat. I really? A- I Tell me a- more. I can get away with
2: six, yeah, easily. I can get away with six. Easily. There
1: are some people who just need those six.
2: Yeah, and, uh, there's, and I... Uh,
1: yeah. Now, I'm not saying that we are, by any means, like uh, like linguists or great at what we do. Just because we have a podcast does not make us great at having conversations. I think it does, but that's not necessarily no, the yeah, point no, all the time, no,
2: right? I'll, I'll, I'll be honest with you. I think uh, this is why I think more people should have a podcast because it, it honestly, it teaches you, like, it it, Kate, it, it teaches you how to talk to people.
1: Yeah, yeah have a, have a rational say, conversation. I, say, I, I,
2: I shouldn't say it teaches you. It enhances your capabilities. It kind of forces to, you. To have, a, to have a very serious, candid mm-hmm. conversation with people yep. and more understanding of their view, of their viewpoints. And Tell not, me more. Yeah, and not like... And, and not exploding when they, don't, when they don't... When you say something that doesn't... Does, when they don't agree with you on you're saying. right.
1: Yeah. No, I'm just... Yeah, like... No, you're right. I'm making fun of you. Not you. I'm making fun of what we just said. But you're absolutely right. I it think so. forces you to, like, kind of look at the, um, the, the shallow aspect... Of 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 what you like to talk about, mm-hmm. and it makes you enhance all that stuff. So it adds depth and layers to your personality.
2: Yeah, it does. And I think I think the thing is that also, like when we brought up the uh, the other podcast that my friends that my friends were thinking about mm-hmm. is that um uh there when they when people listen to our podcast that the people that we know yeah uh, especially from my side of uh, my my group of friends uh who you know obviously is that um they can't fathom they have no idea like how we do what we do.
1: Well, there was that one meeting we all sat in with together at the uh,
2: the engineering firm at the engineering
1: firm and there was a uh, a a question when they asked us like so what do you guys do do you sit down take a bunch of notes and all that kind of stuff Yeah. and we just started having a podcast in front of them Yeah. and they just didn't know how we kept like the the banter was moving Mm -hmm. we talked about an imaginary topic that I just made at the top of my head Mm -hmm. and you just kept adding content to Mm -hmm. it that was all made up on the fly yeah and we're not really doing I, we have notes but very rarely we just kind of look at this as a just safety net it,
2: yeah it's a safety net of what, what to talk this is about. our
1: rope mm-hmm. and we are the pro mountain climbers
2: exactly yeah
1: cuz we're hardcore pros yeah
2: exactly we don't need it
1: we don't need it
2: but it's just there yeah cuz it just reminds you of like what's kind of like what's going on in the world and, yeah uh, so, and like, that's all it really is yeah so i think i think it's uh um it's it's cuz I, I can't tell you how many people like like, like personal friends uh colleagues um. Uh, uh, just people I know from like just different, like uh, just different walks of life who have actually like signed on to the podcast or yeah. who have listened to it.
1: Well, we have had a boost lately, yeah, which uh, is weird to see because well, like, we were we were kind of skimming along in a number for a while. And mm-hmm. I was looking at our feeds, and all of a sudden it just like went up,
2: yeah. And so, yeah, so and people like when I see them again, they're like, uh, or they'll text me mm-hmm. and they'll say, like, uh, they're just like, I can't believe, like, how like, they, they, we're like, we're not special, no, not at all, not at all and so not uh, not there's so many other great podcasts out there right better way better like but it's just two like two you know just two regular people just having good conversation and Mm -hmm. and they're like how did you it goes why i should have listened to this
1: before like i should have signed on before well the the purpose of this i've always said is i like the idea that this is a conversation i would have with any of my friends Mm -hmm. at any time yeah and then that, uh, that comment came in from a friend of ours, mm-hmm. who was like, it was like I was sitting there listening to my friends talk, mm-hmm. and I was responding to you guys as if I was already there. Yeah. I'm like, well, that's, that's all this is supposed to be. This yeah. is for a way for all of our friends that we know, and then that was it, to kind of like take part in a conversation with us, because mm-hmm. we like talking to our friends, Yeah, and then all of a sudden, a group of in- people in India showed up, mm-hmm. and we have weird listenership in Russia, and we got weird listenership in Australia, and I know where that's coming from. Mm-hmm. I-, I know that's you you kiwi bastard because you you isn't that, isn't helped us kiwi, out over there quite a bit isn't kiwi new zealand he is but he's a kiwi who moved to australia oh, okay, okay and um he I, has I'm so, been I'm, so, I'm sorry i doubted you <laughs> <laughs> and uh i'm sure he's been telling people out there and i had a cousin out there mm-hmm. so all of a sudden we've got these like little and then states you've got some cousins in the u.s yeah because when i look at our little map all of a sudden you've got listenership there too mm-hmm. so it is kind of neat to see it grown that way and again like that uh, the steve jobs comment right mm-hmm. everything that you see in the world. Was created by somebody who was no more important or special than you. Yeah. Anybody can do this. Mm-hmm. If you're thinking about doing it, mics are cheap, is, man. Yeah. Mics are cheap and Mi- our, our gear is cheap. Yeah. Mi- mixers are cheap. We sound it, pretty good. Yeah. These these are all like RCA cables. Um. Don't don't touch. It. You're gonna fuck it all up. <laughs> our, our shit is so cheap that yeah. you just doing that will blow the whole podcast. Yeah. So like you. This uh, can explode any time. I don't know.
2: Yeah. So we'll, uh, we'll have we'll have a, a funeral for a friend for this thing.
1: No, uh, it's. Uh, I think I fixed it. I'm I'm pretty oh, sure you? that okay. I uh. I think I might have. I don't know for sure, but I'm, I'm pretty sure I did, because there was some crap going on underneath it. So I popped the old top off and I wiggled something around right there. Mm-hmm. And I'm afraid to touch any of this stuff right here, because oh, okay. if I do, the whole thing's gonna go to crap. Okay. But like, I think we sound okay right now.
2: Okay. Let's uh, let's uh let's just like not even worry about that way.
1: thing. Knock okay. on the wood. Hey, uh, you see Conor McGregor is apparently like super super jacked. He's gonna fight Cowboy and he's got 170 pounds. Okay, that giant.
2: That that fight I'll watch. Because I I love Cowboys. I, I really want to see Cowboy kick cowboy, the shit out. Of him. That's Cowboy Cerrone right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I Cerrone. love that guy. Cerrone yeah. Big
1: old Donald Cerrone Because he he just looks like, he, he's, like a, he's like a he's a normal, like just funny like normal he's co- a, funny guy. He's just like uh I he's, look at him, I think of some of the guys I used to train with who were just dudes who showed up yeah. and were naturally gifted. And you're like, How are you so much better yeah. than I am? Mm-hmm. You just all you do is ride jet skis and hang out with the people I know. Yeah. You drink way more beer than I do. Yeah. But it's just like you're naturally just phenomenal.
2: Yeah, he's and even when he lost his last fight, he was he didn't give a shit. He's like he even corrected the guy. He's like, he's like, ah fuck. He's like that's a good fight.
1: Yeah, he yeah. didn't care. It was it was that the Gappy Gaffey, Gaffey fight?
2: Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think right. That's the, and that guy caught called, called up McGregor as well. I think.
1: I think everybody's calling him McGregor.
2: But McGregor's like he's so like fucking low ranked now. Like
1: I don't know. I think he uh, he just he's one of those cases of like the BJ Penn thing. Yeah, like you're really good at what you do without trying very hard. Mm-hmm. And I know he like he tried hard when he's younger, but I think it was one of those things where he started resting on his ability.
2: I think what happened was I think one thing is that uh, and he
1: marked out on his own gimmick.
2: Oh yeah, for sure, definitely marked out on his own gimmick. Like the uh, okay, I don't think any version of McGregor could have beaten uh, Khabib. No, or Habib, and I should say his name properly, Habib. And uh, I think it's Khabib. I think it's Habib. Are you sure? Yeah, I think it's Khabib. And uh, uh, but the thing is that I think. Okay. No matter. Okay, no matter what version of McGregor like uh, was in that ring, mm-hmm. Habib would. He would. He was gonna. He was gonna get mauled anyway. Right. He.
1: He was gonna get hurt.
2: Yeah, but I think honestly, I think the businessman was in the ring with him, not the fighter.
1: I could see that. Yeah. I think the guy who fought him was the guy who had the McGre- the Mayweather fight. Yeah. And that dude was even the Mayweather fight. I think it was one of those things where. I don't know who he had around him or who told him that he was going to be able to to maybe beat Mag- uh, Mayweather. I don't think he's ever going to beat him. I think he's going to do all right. I always said that he was going to he's going to last probably all the way through. I expected a decision. Decision that Mayweather fight. The Mayweather fight. I never oh, expected a, a TKO. You
2: know, think it's when I watched that fight? I just saw something fixed. I'm like, you know what? They're, this round they're going to do this, he's going to make They're going to make. They're going to make. Let it go to the end, so it gives gives McGregor a little bit of credibility.
1: Oh, did you think it was fixed from both camps? Yeah. Oh yeah. No, I didn't think that at all. I I think. I, th- I always thought Mayweather was going to play I'm not, it safe.
2: I'm, I'm not going to argue that,
1: though. Yeah. No, yeah. no, no. In my mind, I, I always felt to myself that um, there was a major difference between a striker and a boxer. Mm-hmm. And um, if anybody thought that Mayweather or McGregor had no chance, like, mm-hmm. uh, what's his name? That uh, the announcer there, Max, Max, what's his nuts? Max Kellerman? Uh, Kellerman. Yep. He was like, there will be absolutely zero chance. I'm like, yeah, well, your head is up your ass. Like, as a professional a- uh, sports analyst... To think that he's got zero chance.
2: Former hip-hop artist. Former hip-hop artist. To think that he's got no chance. (laughs) (laughs) Not a great one, but
1: he was there. But, like, he always had a chance to go to a decision. I don't think he was ever going to get knocked out in the first round of second, or never land a punch, mm-hmm. how, how they're trying to say, right? Yeah. But, I mean, at the same time, I always kind of felt like Mayweather will just drag this on for as long as Mayweather wants to mm-hmm. and very likely to play it safe. It's going go to go to, to decision.
2: Okay, so let me say this then. Oh, sorry. Keep going. Keep yeah, finish.
1: but that's why I didn't think it was fixed. I, I thought, like, this is a guy who probably will just... He'll just he'll take it as long as he needs to take it.
2: Okay. The, the reason the reason why I thought it was... Uh, the reason I thought it was fixed mm-hmm. is because... Uh, Okay, obviously, like, there's an argument that I, I understand your argument against it. Like, somebody can get knocked out. Yeah. Okay? So, that, that could change everything, right? So, yeah. like, knockout was not on the plans, basically, right? Mm-hmm. But I think, uh, like, neither of them got hurt. No, okay? at all. At all, right? That's not saying that, uh, that it, that's not the reason why I think it was fixed. But at the same time, it's like, with, 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 uh, with Mayweather, Mayweather could have knocked his head off.
1: Anytime he really wanted Anytime to. Anytime he
2: really wanted to, right?
1: I mean that's that's what people like to say, right?
2: I, I I personally believe that. I think he could have like not like knocked his head off, but I think yeah. he could have like put him on the ground for a count at least, right?
1: The like Mayweather, the 10 and 0 Mayweather mm-hmm. would have mauled McGregor. Mm-hmm. Would have he would have outclassed him. Mm-hmm. He would have knocked him out. Yeah. It would have been it would have been different fight altogether. Mm-hmm. The 49 and 0 Mayweather, I felt like doesn't want to get knocked out. So why take the risk? Because anybody who knows how that's to strike, yeah, yeah, who knows how to strike, point. has a chance. Mm-hmm. Um, like McGregor could have just gotten really lucky. He moves very well. He moves around him quite a bit. Has the,
2: he has the left hand.
1: Yeah, he's at the left hand. He's got he's got a really good shot. And and anybody who knows how to how to compose themselves in the ring to have composure in the ring mm-hmm. can possibly knock a guy like that out it's not a hundred percent gonna happen Mm -hmm. everybody'd be like oh you know like Mayweather is that much better i'm like i know he's that much better it's a different sport Mm -hmm. i'm not on either side here i'm just saying that things can happen in a fight Mm -hmm. you know somebody's foot can slip and somebody can be like opening Mm -hmm. you know your brain just reacts really quick
2: yeah that's true yeah i i just find that i i just found that the whole the whole event yeah like that the amount of the, the, the the amount of like uh,
1: it was a glorified exhibition fight.
2: Yeah, it was a glorified exhibition fight. Yeah. And, like I thought, like the, the trash talking went way too far.
1: Yeah,
0: uh-huh.
2: yeah, way too far. Like McGregor, like I understand he has to sell a fight and stuff like that, but like he goes, I think he goes way too far. And that's like, that's a reason why like I loved when Habib just like absolutely fucking destroyed him.
1: Yeah, and just I mean, didn't really give him a chance to move much.
2: because I remember like I, I've I've watched that fight literally a yeah. hundred times.
1: It was um it was the new version of uh of Randy and Tim Sylvia. Yeah, that's a good way or to Where he's like, it, yeah. you know what? I'm just going to teach him a lesson. Mm-hmm. Like, you're, you're walking around that belt like you you own the world. Or you're wearing that thing while walking through the airport, man. I'm going to fucking take it from. Or that,
2: that uh, who's that guy uh, from Ultimate Fighter? Um, those two coaches, what was Like, America versus England?
1: Oh, Bisping and, um, and uh, Hendo. yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, same thing. Same thing. You know what I'm yeah. going to do? Oh, I take a couple extra shots. Yeah, <laughs> I'm just gonna do that. It.
2: That final finishing shot is like when I watched that for the first. Because that, that's what uh, that in that era. That's when I was watching the Ultimate Fighter. Like, yeah, a, a lot. lot.
1: <laughs> and uh, that's a that was a, that was his logo for a while. Like on Henderson's like equipment, <laughs> that was his, his logo. Was him in the air <laughs> coming down for the, the hammer? That was so, like yeah. I was like I I hated
2: Team Britain so much, and I was like I wanted the that American team just to like just to smash them. And that's and that's. And he ended up doing because I, I like that guy. He's like he's such a
1: Henderson. Henderson. Henderson is he, Henderson One is of like, my favorite fighters of yeah, all time, just awesome. because the way he would carry himself, Mm-mm. like in the ring, out of the ring. He's um, like I know a lot of people. You can't compare them. Like a lot of people don't like uh like Chael or didn't like Chael at the time. But I've always loved that. guy. I've but, always liked Chaelson. Yeah. I when when he did that one um the, the countdown they used to do back in the day the three episodes I, they're still doing that the countdowns and
2: they are still doing that. yeah. It
1: is. Mm-hmm. But they showed one for him, and it was during, the I think the second, the second Silva, err, I think it was the second Silva fight, where he's with the kids, mm-hmm. and the way he's training those kids, that's that's the real Chael Sonnen. Oh yeah, he was a dude with a room full of kids, and he's coach, and he's mm-hmm. like super polite and nice, and didn't matter who they were or or where they were from, he was just gonna give them like good, honest, like big brother style education.
2: Oh yeah, like he's he's g- gener- generally like a good person. A good
1: person. I see a lot of that in Henderson too, like that that style. Yeah. I just really like that kind of person. I I like the kind of person who just, they're just there for the people who just want to hang out and Mm -hmm. teach them and train and have good friends. They work out together. Like a good camp. Yeah. I I fucking love that feeling when I'm training. Mm -hmm. I like seeing other people.
2: Yeah, because I remember like when 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 he was like, when I uh, remember he was, uh, he was fighting Anderson Silva and he was like, he was doing a promo. His promos are, are unreal. Henderson? Yeah. no. Or jail. Uh, yeah. Yeah, jails are great. And he's talking about like, yeah. And then he talked about how he's like, uh, cause I think he was, he, he was ready. I think he was running for office for like some.
1: District. West Lynn?
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And he said like, he was the only person running for the office. And he's like, they're like, uh, he goes, yeah, I'm running. They said, and then you're saying like, uh, you're the only person on the ballot. And he's like, he said, I think he's like, yeah, make sure you guys go out and vote.
1: <laughs> <laughs> make sure you go out and vote. <laughs> And is he's someone, a barrel of yeah, laughs. because
2: someone called him out on it, right? But he made a joke about it. He's like, yeah, make sure you go out and vote.
1: Oh, <laughs> God. <didn't> <laughs> that, that dude was legit. He was he was one of the better guys out there who just, I think he had uh, tough fights that were not quite like his style, like fights he couldn't quite manage, right? But outside of that, he was, every fight he was in, he was doing oh, something yeah. fun. And the thing is that he took those fights. He took them, man. Yeah. yeah, he took all the fights he, he had coming to him. He was a, a lot of fun. He was a lot of fun. Yeah, there's. Um, on screen, off. I mean, when he would do the things with the little Gear Brothers petting a bus, and people were getting like genuinely upset. And you're like, it's all, it's a, it's a game. It's a game. <laughs> He's just playing the heel. Yeah. And uh, you had to get what's his nuts there, little the little dude with the the ears like mine. Um, he was on the Ultimate Fighter as well. Oh, big uh- gamer. Joe Lozon, Joe, Joe Lozon, Lozon's like, yeah. you don't know, like you people don't know, this is all bullshit, mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't want to ruin a shtick, but it's all bullshit, yeah, I I was I
2: was huge into the, the Ultimate Fire, I remember like I was in Vancouver and I ran into uh, uh, Ryan Bader, oh, get out
1: of town, huh? yeah, I saw
2: him there, I, was, like, I saw him across the street, I'm like, that's him,
1: <laughs> that's hard yeah. to miss,
2: yeah, so I crossed the street, and uh, that was Bader. him, yeah, and so I, I said, excuse me, uh, Ryan Bader, and he's like, he goes, yeah, I said, I just I just saw him in the Ultimate Fighter. I never mm-hmm. like actually like saw him, like I, I seen him professionally like fight, and I was like, uh, I said, yeah, man, I'm a huge fan. I'm like, uh, I saw you on Ultimate Fighter. Oh, that's like, pretty cool, man. Yeah, man. I'm like, yeah, you just look like a good dude. I just wanted to say hello, and he's like, fucking nicest guy. In it the seems world. like
1: it. Yeah, he seems like it. Uh one of my favorite moments in that was when Silva came in as a guest uh, guest coach. Yeah, and Bader is just like throwing bombs at Silva, mm-hmm. and Silva's like, keep going. Yeah, let's see what you got. Keep going. Yeah. and Bader's like his arms are given out. He's yeah. like, this guy's like, he's not human. Mm-hmm. He's not
2: human. Yeah, because he's tr- he's because like I think the end game of that is like you know if you're just throwing like regular punches like mm-hmm. against someone like that, you're 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 working you're working muscles that you shouldn't be working. Like, yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah. Like, but I mean, Silva yeah. also was. I've always I've always felt um, when it came to Anderson Silva, and people have disputed it, and they can have their own point of view. My point of view is he never had like, uh, a real story. Like, he didn't have the... No, he didn't. The up and down, kind of like, you know, you make a real... Like, outside of Like Water. Like water is a really good documentary, but he never really had that Rocky-style no, story, right? No, no, his
2: his career never ebbed and flowed. It
1: didn't. It did It was always very much like, fight, one, fight, one, avenge your loss. Fight, one, fight, one, avenge my loss. Win, 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 avenge my loss. And then he gets this kid who's just a destroyer. And then... um Weidman? He, Weidman. Yeah. And even in the interviews, I, that I feel... Was somewhat fixed Because mm-hmm. even in the interviews He's like Weidman's a good guy Weidman's gonna win Trust me Weidman's very strong He's gonna win I'm like I think Silva's Trying to make a story I think he expected Or tried to get knocked out I think he clowned around I don't think it was One of those things Where he was just Clowning like he does mm-hmm. I think he over it But he got caught mm-hmm. I think that catch Was legit
2: What was his end game then?
1: I think he wanted a comeback. I think he wanted like a, a comeback up and down end to his story. Mm-hmm. And then he blows his, his shin out. And I think that was completely unscripted, obviously. Yeah. But I even think the, like, Weidman was maybe the wrong guy to do that with. Because Weidman was there to murder him. Yeah, he was there to kill him. And he was legit. Yeah. Like I'm not saying that Weidman's win wasn't legit. Mm-hmm. Weidman went into murder Anderson Silva. Yeah. I think he murdered him too soon in that fight. That oh, yeah. Fight. Like,
2: well, he took advantage of the openings. He did. Yeah. He, he took I'm, what he did. I wish there was tons but so. I
1: feel like Silva went into that fight expecting to lose like wanting to lose mm-hmm. because he was going to come back and get his belt back and avenge another no, loss no you
2: know what I think that I agree with you because like the way he kind of like but like this like it was kind of like it uh, wasn't like he always no, did no it. it was like yeah he was, he was like uh, yeah just, just basically keep hitting me
1: yeah it was a different clowning from Silva yeah than, than when we were used to and I say that because when you watch Like Water he mm-hmm. goes to no on that he's like you know what I'm going to do to something it's going to be a uh, triangle because all the shit he talked about you Mm-hmm. triangle in the fifth round yeah it's gonna be a triangle in the fifth round and that mm-hmm. that documentary was filmed before the fight and that came out after the fight yeah like well, holy shit he triangles him in the fifth round mm-hmm. because he decided to triangle him in the fifth round
2: yeah there's a, your thing is i think there's a there's you know the, the Barclay center incident mm-hmm. the bus incident yeah i think that was fixed too
1: i i wouldn't be surprised yeah. but i mean there were lawsuits so i don't know that's the thing, too. That, because I always say, like, Chiesa like, lost his fight, right? Yeah, because I'm like,
2: like every, everything is, is perfectly on camera. Mm-hmm. And so I understand people have their phones, they want to film everything and stuff like that, right? But, like, it just seemed like everything was on camera.
1: It was too perfect. It was too
2: perfect. Mm-hmm. And, like, uh, I don't know. Like, like, I understand people got, like, pulled out of fights because I think there was that one guy who got a cut on his face or something. Chiesa. Like I think mean, yeah. he got a cut yeah. in the eye,
1: so he lost his fight.
2: Yeah, so. Uh, somebody
1: else, too. I can't remember who it was, but somebody who was, like, an up and comer and still is around at that time. hmm. He also lost his fight for some glass or something like that.
2: Yeah, so I, I think, uh, like, like, even like all those guys get, like, all of Connor's guys getting to the elevator and going down. Like, I'm like.
1: It seemed too good. Like, too, too scripted. seemed too pretty. Yeah, it
2: seemed like this, this, there was too much. Uh, Habib even says, like, uh, it's, it was too you it. keep
1: trying to say Khabib. I know, man. Because it, it is Khabib.
2: Because, yeah, because I keep, because I keep, I, I think, I see his name and there's a K in front of it. But, uh, but yeah, he, uh, it, it just seemed like everything was too perfect.
1: Yeah, it was a little bit too pretty.
2: Yeah, but, uh, yeah, that was oh man.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's a gong show. Yeah, man. remember
2: they were, they were, there was a recent interview with a uh, uh, Habib, and he goes because uh, we're asked about the Conor McGregor fight, and and he's sitting there, and he's like, you can tell he doesn't want to talk about. Oh, this was anymore. yesterday, and he said, uh, yeah, "We
1: don't make deals with idiots."
2: Yeah, we don't make yeah, deals with idiots. We don't make deals with idiots. Yeah, he's like, he goes, "Conor will fight after he burns through all of his money, and then he'll want to get another fight again." Yeah, and, because uh, he will burn through all his he'll, money. He'll burn through everything. And I remember he said, uh, he goes. Uh, he, goes, I, he goes I know Connor did not want to fight me He goes As soon as he stepped in the ring And we did that face to face I saw mm-hmm. it in his face He's like He did not want that fight People know man Yeah
1: People have known like, When you're in the ring with somebody Yeah Like uh, Adesanya Stalabender just talked about it mm-hmm. um, GSP They always talk about the wink Yeah Like when you watch that first fight With uh, with Matt Hughes Where he's not looking at him Head is down Not paying attention That's He just wants he to be yeah. in and out yeah. And then the next one Not only does he stare him down He winks at him yep. <laughs> Like he winks at him like yeah. I got you pal mm-hmm. You're mine i will i will show you uh, exactly <laughs> It's like oh god yeah the, but you're right so so khabib probably probably knew it
2: yeah and yeah so he said as, as soon as i looked at him mm-hmm. and then he said and then I, he said like yeah he did not i, I could tell by his eye because all because if you can't go from like i understand like from khan's perspective he's like yeah we're he, i'm just selling a fight basically yeah. right but he don't know he didn't, he had, had nobody how far you went when it comes to like how, how he trash talked uh Khabib. Goes, yeah, okay. <laughs> I'm just screwing with you, man. Say yeah. Khabib all you want. Yeah. So like, uh, so yeah. So he had no idea, right? But so when he got, but he, I think he finally realized when he was getting to the ring, like, and overheard like what Khabib, oh, yeah. what, what he was saying, and he's yeah. like, can he, even take goes, He goes October second, because I'm gonna maul you. I'm gonna murder you. I'm gonna. Kill. He goes basically, he's saying like he's in a, and then. So but after the fight, they were asking uh, Khabib, and they said, uh, he goes, he goes. Connor was was when I was talking to Connor inside the ring, he was begging me, please don't kill me.
1: <laughs> I mean, I'm I'm sure. He's probably just saying that. Yeah. But he might have felt that. In layman's terms, yeah. In layman's terms. Yeah. He might have have felt that. Like, I mean, he was so amped up Mm -hmm. that the way he was... uh, I mean, there was a lot of unanswered action going on in that fight. Yeah. And, I mean, he did maul him. And when when you're in that position, there's a certain response, like a physical response you get from your opponent. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times when, like, you know, that wet smack is happening over and over again... You're like he probably doesn't want it. The way the hands are moving, he doesn't want me to murder him. No. I mean, I know it. I, I know, know it. he doesn't want me to murder him. Oh yeah. He might not have to say it, but in your heart, you're like everything is unanswered, and I'm just dropping bombs. Yeah. I'm doing what I want to do when I want to do it, and nothing is being answered. There's no retaliation or defense happening here.
2: Yeah, I, I like I like when Khabib's uh, was like in the in the press conference, and he's sitting there, and he's he's like like he's like like he's he's confused. He's like you uh, just looking at McCartney. He's like he goes. What are you gonna do in this fight? Yeah, he goes like, "What are you?" He goes, "I don't understand." He goes, "What are you gonna do when I take you down?" Yeah, and he said the same thing to, to Dustin Poirier. He's like, "He goes, when I get him on the He goes, the fight's gonna go to the ground. When it goes to the ground, then we'll see." He goes, like, "There's there's nothing he's gonna be able to do."
1: And, and that's that's the difference too. He actually liked Poirier. Like the two of them don't hate each other. They like each other. Yeah. They like they respect each other. Yeah, he
2: he gave he basically raised a hundred thousand dollars for Dustin Poirier's uh,
1: yeah, it's charity, right? It's charity. Yeah. yeah,
2: for I think for, for clean water for. Somewhere in Africa, or something Some,
1: is the African one. I think he wanted uh, he wanted to do like the rematch and donate like the entire purse or like all the gate or something. He's like, "What we should do is do a rematch and like do the gate or something, like whatever he's allowed to I, do." I know that he had that. think uh, the UFC is ever going to let him put the gate. I know.
2: I, I remember they switched shirts, and then yeah. uh, Khabib said, "I'm going to sell this shirt, this this exact shirt. Whoever mm-hmm. buys it, um, that money is going to go straight." It's to all the going department. there.
1: Yeah, yeah. And he's a good dude, man. He's mm-hmm. he's a good dude from like a very hard part of the world. And it's it's different a beautiful like, part of the world beautiful too. part of the world. But yeah. I mean, the lifestyle there is not easy. No, it kind
2: of it kind of reminds me of uh, Mongolia. Like, the way it kind looks, kind
1: of yeah. yeah. I mean, it's a very similar kind of land. Well, not a similar landscape, but it's a similar type of people. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, there's like a different kind of hardness. No. Yeah. Like when you, there's a different kind of mentality behind certain people. Yeah, because I guess
2: like the the way
1: you look at poverty. Yeah. Not po- like I guess for lack of well, a better like, yeah. I mean, not, I guess, not, not
2: not living like in city life, right? Like you're living the country life.
1: Yeah, where you really have to like but, every action gets you what you need.
2: Exactly. Like like the Connor came from like, like basically like poor. He came from like he was like well he just, came
1: from a form of poverty. Uh, like yeah. he was pretty broke and homeless for yeah. a little while
2: there. In like in a like in a, in a, like a first world nation basically, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. But like. Habib came from like, like that. A was, developing nation. Yeah, that, that was he's like raw. Like that's that's raw and being brought up as like uh in only one knowing only one way. Yeah. Whereas Connor was like just struggling. Like he was like it's like, yeah, I just have to like you know, just use, use these, let these do the talking, right? Same with Dustin Poirier. Like,
1: yeah, yeah. Similar to that. Yeah. I there's there's a different type of person. Mm-hmm. I am... Um, I always I always like before the the real clowny aspect showed up and before like the um the what's it called the the kayfabe nature mm-hmm. of uh of McGregor really showed up where yeah. he's playing the heel on TV. Mm-hmm. Man, I was a big fan of his fighting style. Oh yeah, I really liked the way he would move around. It was just like at some point I just kind of felt more and more that he was buying his own gimmick.
2: Oh yeah, for sure.
1: And that 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 overtook. That,
2: well, the thing is, like when you get to the the, ability. yeah, because when you get to like a certain level, right? You have to like because any fight, I think in the UFC, if you're if you're the main card, you have to sell the fight, right? Yeah. Like, look at Josh Koscheck versus GSP, right? Mm-hmm. In Montreal, yep. He had to sell the fight.
1: Kos had to play the heel, man. He had to play heel. That was that was his that was his job. Now, I mean, I'm sure he is a heel, but he played the heel yeah. as much as he could.
2: And after he got his ass kicked, he was like, he was like, okay, that was a. He's like, yeah, I got my ass kicked. And he said to the crowd, he's like, I'm like, you know, and then,
1: what can I do, man? Yeah, like then, I had to sell.
2: <laughs> yeah, then GSP is honest about it because
1: don't murder Josh. <laughs> yeah,
2: GSP was honest because he's a dip, right? Like so, yep. he went like uh, he went uh, to everybody. He's like, yeah, Josh. He was everyone. I want everyone to congratulate Josh Koscheck. He was he sold this fight. Yep, and he made this fight what it was. So everyone, take, everyone congratulate him. He's like, yeah, yeah, no,
1: he was he was well received after that yeah. fight. Now Koscheck has had some questionable shit happen, but at the same yes. time, I really believe that you're right. I mm-hmm. think uh, he was he was doing his best to sell a fight. Yeah, and you think is, you have to if you're the main draw. It's a bigger it's a bigger uh, check in your pocket at yeah. the end of the day. Mm-hmm. So I mean, hopefully it all it all worked out well. Yeah, for Yeah,
2: because like. Uh, Khabib is not going to sell his fights based on his personality. Like, he, like for me, he doesn't for, do that. For, for me, he does because I love, I like the way Khabib, uh, he, way he thinks, the way he acts, right? Because like that's why I think he's, that's why he's my favorite fighter. Yeah,
1: but, but he's no Chael.
2: But he's no Chael. He's no yeah. Conor McGregor. He's he's not any of those, right? But he's not pretending to be. Or he's no Colby. He's no Colby. Colton, Col,
1: no Colby Covington. He Colby is, Covington, yeah, exactly. He it's, is doing. Colby Covington is a different story. <laughs> he is like the best heel mm-hmm. in a long time, man. Mm-hmm. I don't think anybody, like not Connor, maybe even not Chael, has gotten this kind of heat. No, and the thing is, he, he came like he came out of nowhere. He came like, out oh. of nowhere, and yeah. it's all—I mean, it's just like it's the perfect—and people are just eating it up. Mm-hmm. Like they—they they genuinely think he's a piece of shit, MAGA hat wearing, yeah. Trump loving, yeah, like you know, hey, he's not—he's—he was never—he's always been just that same dude. He's just an up and coming very like very talented fighter mm-hmm. and all of a sudden he wasn't getting that like that, that uh his portfolio it wasn't mm-hmm. going up so he's just like what can i do? I'll put on a maga hat. I'll yeah. carry a stupid belt. <laughs> I'll keep telling people that you know, I'm going to the white house. Yeah,
2: man, he's he's like he's like one echelon above just being like a pro wrestler.
1: <laughs> I think he is. Yeah. I think outside of yeah. the fact that he doesn't a, do yeah. pro wrestling Yeah, it's a it's a character. Yeah, he's doing a great job of it. Yeah, I think. And I love the responses you get from people. Yeah. They they hate him so much. Yeah, I, th- I think with, I think
2: now with like, like, if you look at the elite fighters from like, uh, let's say the lightweight division, mm-hmm. uh, the, the, the people who, the people who I think are the best, are the best fighters are the ones who are not calling out Colin McGregor.
1: No, well, they don't have to. They don't have to. They don't have to call him out. Yeah. They're, they're just doing their thing and rising the ranks and they're yeah, going to fight.
2: Yeah, they're like, yeah, oh, fuck. They're like, even like Khabib said like he goes Yeah whenever he, If he wins 10 fights in a row Yeah then I'll fight him Yeah he's <laughs> which, which is never gonna happen He's gonna build himself Back up yeah, again Yeah like I don't fucking care About this guy Yeah He even said he goes I'm, I'm not, I don't care about Conor McGregor Yeah And uh, I don't think Tony Ferguson does either
1: no, I think Tony Ferguson will take the fight if it comes his way, but I don't think he's, way, yeah. he's running to get it.
2: Yeah, I, I don't think he'll be like, yeah, he'll basically say, yeah, I'll, I'll throw Conor McGregor aside, and the next thing you know, because like, no one cares about, everyone cares about beating K- uh, Khabib.
1: They all want to get to him Yeah. before he decides to hang it up. Yeah,
2: because yeah. Like, you, you want to be the one who puts a blemish on his record.
1: That's, just the, that's the thing, right? Or but you won't were,
2: be. Because the thing is, if, I think if you beat uh, Khabib, do you think he, that'll make him retire?
1: I, I, think, I have a feeling he's going he's gonna to retire before he gets beaten. Easily. I yeah, think so. I think he's going to make it, what is it, 30? He's going to do his 30 and, and walk away. That's going to be it. I
2: don't think, I, I honestly don't think he should fight. Uh, I don't think GSP should fight Khabib.
1: Nah, I think they want to do it because it'll, be, uh, it'll cement one of their legacies. Mm-hmm. I, well, GSP's a cement. I don't think he can, yeah, he can I think, blemish I think GSP, his record. I think
2: GSP is like. It's, yeah, it's, I mean,
1: legit. this and, would be a, a weird one. Because like whoever, I don't think there's any loser in that. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think whoever loses, loses. No. they are two masters. Like it'd be, it'd be fun to watch. But yeah, no, maybe I do want to see it. I think I do want to see it. I, 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 th- I think I just talked myself into it.
2: I think it's, those two, like, I love those two, right? Yeah, so, yeah. I don't know.
1: Because even when GSP dropping all the weight, like Khabib's like tweet was one fifty five. Yeah, <laughs> like, the smiley face. I'm like, yeah, man. Well, maybe we do want to see it. Yeah, like I, I don't think that. I think that whole,
2: uh, like, like Tony Ferguson, uh, that guy makes me sick. I, man, look, I, I don't hate I, any of these I, guys no, no, right I, now. I, but, um, no, I, I don't mean hate. I like, When I look at him, yeah. I think his face and his ears are like fucking, I think he looks grotesque.
0: He,
1: he is I, a gargoyle. I, I, yeah,
2: I think his, his personality, I'm not saying he's, the, I, I, he's probably a nice guy. I'm just saying that his his fighter personality,
0: mm.
2: he's just like, I don't know. He's he's, he's like, it's fucking, it's like. He's it's, disturbing. His, his personality is vomit.
1: Yeah, it just, he is one of those guys. I mean, I get the, uh, I don't know, man. I don't. That's me personally, though. These yeah. days... I No, no, that's, I, I totally yeah. get it. I, I, I totally understand your, your personal view on it. These days, I have a harder time... Like, there are certain people I just don't like. Like, I just do not like the Diaz brothers. I don't like them. I know, I know people like that. I know where they're coming from. That is not an act. What
2: about the Diaz brothers from Scarface?
1: Well, the Diaz brothers... Well, yeah, fuck the Diaz brothers.
2: Do, we ever but, see, do you ever see them in Scarface?
1: I don't recall anymore. I, it's been a long time. I haven't seen Scarface in 20-plus years, man. Yeah, man. I got it was high school. It. Yeah. And I know it's on Netflix, and it's on my queue to watch it again, but, like, all I remember is a scene. Oh, the fucking Diaz brothers. Like, yeah, I know. Yeah. Anyway, but, like, those guys, they're just... They're not... They're not great examples of martial arts in the world of mixed martial arts
2: no they're they're super th- talented no i, th- I think they're, they're the thugs of the ufc yeah th-
1: could be whatever yeah. they deserve their accolades absolutely but super talented but there's the, just, yeah they're tough motherfuckers yep. yeah there are certain things though that are just that put me off i mean like with the folding of the arms in the ring gonna cross your arms cross your arms and turn your head don't don't just do it like you know that that quick arm cross they always do be like i can cross my arms when i want to yeah like this like this like, i'm like that's a chicken shit move man like you move. don't want to get your head knocked off so you pretend to do it to like to taunt them, that mm-hmm. just makes you look like cl- like a clown in the ring. I don't like that kind of stuff at wow. all. I I do your heel business outside, wear your your weird suits, wear your MAGA hats, yeah. get in the ring and perform like a fighter.
2: Yeah, because I think all that shit is like that. That is the that that's the that's the baseline. Yeah, that gets that gets everyone to the gates. When the people are in the yep. gates or when people are watching on TV, they want to see a fight. They, they want to see a fight. I don't want to see you dance around and like you know keep your chin open so that someone can get yeah. or like, like the that? lying down yeah
1: like don't don't like lie down and then suddenly jump back up again. Yeah. If you're gonna lie down, you're you're making a statement. Mm-hmm. Lie down, let them engage, then kick the shit out of them Yeah. You know, pull them down. Get them, get them on the ground. Force them to come down. Yeah. Fucking like knee bar him. I don't give a shit. I don't give a shit. Yeah. But um yeah I don't like that kind of stuff. They're that. they're I have a hard time. But when it comes to guys these days, outside of that, because I just thought uh, that's a personal bias. I just don't like them. Yeah. But these days I have a hard time believing anybody's shtick anymore like it all it all could be just just like no. a weird gimmick
2: No, because i think everybody knows that you're 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 selling the fight yeah you're selling a fight everybody
1: so does. i have a hard time being like you know what i really don't like that guy he makes me makes me feel that you know what you know who i don't really care for and it's coming up soon if it happens 2020 whenever it happens have you seen this iranian hulk <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this dude who's all full of the filler and he's just you know, he's just like basically a gigantic obese man mm-hmm. who's had like liposuction fillers to make himself shaped to look like the Hulk.
2: Yeah, I saw that guy. He's, <laughs> he's been, been around, around for a ba-
1: while. Yeah, he's joined the Bare Knuckle Fighting Championship or League, Go whatever ahead, it Dad.
2: is. Go ahead. Like, well, like, Hopefully he doesn't kill anybody.
1: Uh, he's not going to kill anybody. He's going to get murdered. Yeah. I mean, he's just an obese man. With no fighting ability have you ever like looked at any of his, his videos I haven't seen his videos but I know here but I've seen pictures of him and yeah. I've, seen,
2: I've read stuff about him
1: he has got nothing online where he's actually working out he's got nothing online where he's lifting any kind of weights and if he does there's no verifiable idea of how much he's lifting oh then, yeah he's, he's got YouTube pages and Instagram pages but there's nothing of him actually working out. So I mean, and you yeah, look like, at him.
2: Hopefully, like, some some hundred fifty guy, hundred fifty five pound person will just pick shit out of him. Then. That's
1: what it's gonna be. He's gonna go up against a guy who's probably, you know, six two and one hundred eighty pounds, mm-hmm. and he's gonna get mauled. Yeah. he's gonna maul this. I it will not go well. I'm calling it now, man. It will not go well for him. It's gonna go very badly. Because he's pretend like he's he's those the like, Brazilian guy yeah. and the Popeye dude just now who had all the muscle pulled out of yeah. him who had like uh, the necrotizing yeah, that's right, yeah. or the dead muscle mm-hmm. like three pounds of dead muscle pulled out mm-hmm. the Russian yeah the Russian Popeye
2: mm-hmm.
1: you can't like you can't put all that filler no, into I your know, system you can't,
2: you can't you can't fake the funk.
1: Yeah. <laughs> And fake how, how tough you no. are it just doesn't work like that no I've, so, tri- I've tried it <laughs> I've worn puffy shirts <laughs> yeah. Oh man, but yeah. yeah, I mean, it's gonna be this Iranian. The Iranian, he's weird looking. I mean, when you look at him, you're like, this is just an obese man who photoshops really well, and I think he's at some lipo, and he's just a bunch of fillers.
2: Yeah, I don't know. I I I don't know, man. That's I, not your thing. No, I, honestly, man. I, I, all I want to see, I want to see this guy get his fucking head kicked in. That's it.
1: Very likely. Yeah. Well, it's bare knuckle fight. As I think. I don't think the bare knuckle league does like kicking. It's not a kickboxing league, right? It's just like it's like a boxing. No, it's league. no.
2: It's like that's what Kimbo Slice was doing, right?
1: Uh no, this is a natural league. These are real, legit fighters, bare-knuckle boxing. Oh, yeah, then he's going to get fucking yeah, killed. In a ring. Yeah. And it's the UFC for bare-knuckle.
2: No, okay, then he's going to get...
1: <laughs> yeah, he's going to get murdered. Motherfucking killed. No. Yeah, he's about to get murdered. Yeah. But um, it's it's going to be gross. I just... I, I don't know, I just don't like that. Oh, and speaking of Hulk, Lou Ferrigno did not like Smart Hulk. Yeah, that's right. Lou Ferrigno, not a fan of the Smart Hulk.
2: I wasn't either,
0: so...
1: I Well, yeah, well we know you weren't. It's it, His reason for not liking it is the reason I've always liked... I don't know, like, Raji loves the Incredible Hulk, Ed Norton Hulk, the so, physique and stuff. That mine t- Me too? Yeah, that, that big, like, thug, like, not thug, but he's, like, very cut, V-shaped. Yeah. Kind of like that Dale Keown. Mm-hmm. Whereas I like the Ang Lee, like, second iteration, when he was just, like, a, a ball of mass. Mm-hmm. I've always liked the grotesque creature Hulk. Mm-hmm. that's what Lou likes. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I do get why he didn't like it.
2: Oh, yeah, that's and the thing is, too, is that I, I would respect his opinion. because yeah, it's a valid uh, point.
1: Because he's... He's the Hulk. He's the Hulk. I mean, granted, he was also a V-shaped pretty boy Hulk. His face might have been messed up, but when you look at Lou Ferrigno, Lou Ferrigno was, uh, he was jacked. Jacked. I mean, he was, he was like, you know, essentially like o- oversized swimmer body Hulk. Because mm-hmm. he was not in crappy shape at all. No, no, he was... Uh, he was not a creature. No, this, this is the guy who had to keep up with Arnold, so... <laughs> yeah, mm. and, you know, he got, he got Bugs Bunny pretty hard there.
2: Pretty much, yeah. I think uh, uh I... I see where he's coming from. Mm-hmm. I, well, the thing is too is like, I don't like. I, I just I just pay attention to the movie, and I'm like, you know what?
1: You don't care about the way it looks at all. That's I, not a big deal for you. Yeah,
2: for him, like the way the way Hulk looked, I don't like. I look. I don't. I don't look at his like uh his dorsal muscles or whatever like that. I I look at like his the way his face looks. Does the animatronics work? Does he mm-hmm. does, does is the facial reactions are they good? And how does he blend into the background? Yeah. And how does he fit? How, how does the CGI work when it comes to like uh, when it works with like real time props? Right? Yeah. That's what I look at. But Lou Ferrigno is coming from it from from a like
1: well he also a- played like a creaturey version. Exactly, I mean he yeah. might have been Jack, but his idea was like with the, the forehead makeup he's he's like uh, the the Mister Hyde. Yeah, he's like that gross kind of hunched over, can't really talk, can't really speak well, no full sentences, a lot of grunting. Yeah. Mm. yeah, and he did the voices in the first two Avengers movies, right? That's true. Yeah. So I mean, like the, when he was a creature, mm-hmm. uh, the first Avengers movie, I thought that was a really good Hulk.
2: Well, he was a, he was a creature at Pumping Iron too.
1: Man, he was a creature in Bumping Iron.
2: Yeah, I remember that. He's like, oh, he goes, he goes two more reps. He's like, oh, put out <laughs> ten more. I gotta beat him. Be-
1: <laughs> come on, Louis. Louis, come on, Louis. <laughs> Man, Arnold, Arnold it- fucked with that guy. Oh, no,
2: he did. Arnold, but Arnold's been doing that since like he's been doing. He's been doing it in all movies. Even like what he did with he did it with Sylvester Stallone with Throw Mama from the Train. He screws everybody. And he screwed up with uh, uh. No,
1: it was stopping my mom will shoot.
2: Several mom shoot, yeah, yeah. and uh, also with uh, Jason Ventura on Predators, on the set of Predator, the the biceps, yeah, the biceps, yeah, yeah.
1: He's a, he's a prankster, man. Yeah, man. He's a great prankster.
2: Yeah, he's like he's one of the worst guys to deal with on set because he never comes out. He's just playing chess all the time. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah. Arnold Arnold seems like the kind of guy who like he dials it in when it's when it's like his own little thing, his own little business deal. Here. Yeah, but it's like when he's on set working for somebody somebody else, it's like he's gonna take all the advantages. All the advantages I can get, like uh what was the thing with with Tom Hardy, when it's like when he's gonna be Bane, mm-hmm. I'll be Bane, but I want all the martial arts training I can get, and I want a bunch of free time to do it. Yeah, it's like he's he's like that, but on a, on a different level.
2: Yeah, he's because he, I want a chess master. Yeah, because yeah, because he he's Schwarzenegger, he can, yeah. like, but now it's like who the fuck wants Schwarzenegger in a movie now?
1: Yeah, I don't know. I mean, Terminator uh did not do well. Yeah, it's. Fuck. I don't know. Is it, is it Schwarzenegger or is it Terminator? I think Terminator might be the, the dead fish here. Yeah, it's
2: definitely Terminator. Uh, I have no problem with Schwarzenegger in there, right? But th- mm-hmm. the thing is, his character is great, right? But it's just. Have you watch it? I haven't watched it. Uh, yeah, I will I never watch it. And, uh, I'll do the TV. And uh, so <laughs> that's fine, yeah. I'll do it on TV. So the thing is, like, his. Because he has been. Uh, uh, he's been the Terminator in every single movie, but he's just so misused. Like, especially in the new one. People are saying like, yeah, his his character is completely misused, right? Like he's good as the Terminator, like he's great.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, but even at uh, Genesis,
2: I have not seen Genesis.
1: He wasn't awful. His character okay, was. Yeah, there you yeah, go. I yeah. mean, like the Arnold Terminator, the whole the old man, whatever. What do they want to call him? That where he's like the plane jumping stuff. Yeah. yeah, he was enjoyable. Yeah, I don't think Arnold's ever the problem. I think Terminator's the problem.
2: Oh yeah, what's the What's the new term for the uh, like Charlie's Angels? Fucking bombed.
1: Yeah, that's unfortunate. Yeah, that, I I feel like that's a real. That's a, that's a bummer. I just don't think anybody cared enough to see it. I don't think it was like somebody tried to. I don't know if it was a real a real tweet or if it was a real story about how Elizabeth Elizabeth Banks is saying yeah. men men made it flop. Like no, I think no. Charlie's Angels made it flop. No, Charlie's Angels. And I, I don't think I don't, she said there, there, there wasn't
2: a clamor for like a new uh, Charlie's Angels movie. No,
1: she was right though when she said the whole thing about um, Spider-Man? you can have thirty seven Spider Man movies. Yeah. Why can't I get a couple franchises? Yeah,
2: like I, I don't think there's no problem with that. There's no problem with no, that. No, it's just like The movie was terrible. Yeah, you had. You have, you have Kristen Stewart—is that her name?
1: Yeah, yeah, what is her name? Julia Roberts? Yeah,
2: Julia. <laughs> Robert. What is her name? Yeah, I like Kristen Stewart. I think she's. I think. I she's don't cool. hate her. Yeah, I, I think she's cool. I mean,
1: there's. I think she got a lot of bad press because she was in a shitty franchise. Yeah, both of them. Yeah. Pattinson too.
2: Pattinson too. Yeah. I,
1: that guy has done. He's yeah. He's had a weird acting style, but he has done nothing that's gonna make me hate the guy.
2: Yeah, he actually. Do you know that new movie he had? He has out with the, with the Willem Dafoe. They shot in Canada?
1: <laughs> no. The but Lighthouse? A, I think that's what's called The
2: Lighthouse something. Is he playing
1: young Willem Dafoe?
2: No, it's, it's him and Willem Dafoe. This movie looks incredible. Really? It looks incredible.
1: Man, who directed it? Uh, Lars von Trier? Lars von Trier. I don't know why I said that.
2: I'll find out. Was um, Willem
1: Dafoe that last one? With, was it Lars von Trier? Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, the, the fox is, the dead fox is like humping a squirrel or something. Yeah, I, I don't know. know. That, that guy just just,
2: that guy loves sex in movies.
1: Uh, he's, he's got issues man yeah, he's, he's got he's
2: a glorified porn
1: director <laughs> <laughs> glorified porn director but he's right up there for me with aronofsky like you said last time yeah. that guy's got daddy issues yeah. and i just don't need to be like you know subjected to that
2: yeah i don't know I, I i like like his first couple of movies like i loved pie i loved uh, wrecking for a dream and after yeah, that yeah. i was like
1: i was i was kind of i was i was in there think, for wrecking for a dream yeah th- then he kind of i think he kind of bought into his own hype he he marked out but to his the, own gimmick.
2: Yeah, but the thing is too is that he was allowed to do whatever he wanted.
1: That's a problem too.
2: That's a big, it's problem. a huge problem. Yeah. So like some people are good at that. Some people aren't, right? Because some people have like a like they have a certain visual style, right? Or David they, Fincher. David Fincher, right? Uh, Christopher Nolan, James Cameron, Steven Spielberg, right? When you watch the but the thing is like Darren Aronofsky is like he doesn't work with big budget movies, right? He works with mm-hmm. like within his own realm. Yeah. And when you have when you have like his like his ideas that that come out, you're like you know what. This is not. This is meant for a certain amount of people. Yeah, and it's not gonna like go. It's not gonna like be accepted by everybody.
1: No, it yeah. really won't. I mean, yeah. he he makes visually like engrossing movie. Like Mother looks amazing. Oh yeah, yeah. I can I cannot say anything bad about the way it looks. Mm-hmm. Even as a movie, it's not that bad until you start watching and realizing. I think this guy's got a lot of like issues with his parents. Yeah. He's got issues with his parents and his religion. Yeah, and I just. I don't need to watch you work out your issues on screen. Like there are some people you watch that and you're like, I see what you're doing here. You got some you have a personal relationship to the story mm-hmm. and that's cool. Yeah. And you're you're maybe you're telling a Batman story or you're telling a, a race car driver story, or you're telling a story about God. Mm-hmm. You have a personal relationship to it and that's yeah. whatever. Yeah. But when I watch his movies, I always feel like he's got some real issues mm-hmm. and you know, we're just letting ourselves believe that it's art cinema, it's great, this is good for our soul, it makes me a better person to watch. This. I'm like, Nope. No. You're watching a movie where a guy is working out his own personal demons, and they have nothing to do with me at all. Yeah, and there's nothing I'm going to learn from this.
2: Yeah, like I think I don't think people should make their movies as a, a means to like. Let their ideas, like you know, let their work out problems, their own demons. Yeah, work out their demons and put it on screen for everybody. Terrence like,
1: Malick. Terrence Malick. What yeah. the hell's the dinosaurs and Tree of Life? I don't know. That just showed. I mean, I've had I've had people who that were, was hard to watch. It was hard to watch. Yeah. It was hard to understand. Mm-hmm. I had, and I watched a lot of movies. I have people who watch more movies than me try to explain to me, and they did a shitty job. Yeah, because
2: like, I'm I watched it and I was like sitting there, I'm like like how how would I explain this movie to people?
1: <laughs> yeah, Brad Pitt beats up his son. Mm-hmm. And a dinosaur steps on another dinosaur's yeah. head. What? Yeah. Those are two things that happen in the movie.
2: Yeah, that that's one of those movies where like I uh, like I had this with a lot of movies. Uh, um, is that I wish I could have been the editor. Or I'm like I'm like, <laughs> like no man. No. God, take this
1: out, dude. Take this out. I want Adrian Brody gone. Yeah, I'm like I want. Like,
2: I'm, I'm, I'm editor slash producer. Okay. Yeah. Like yeah, I'm gonna be like don't take this shit out. Trust me. You'll make more money. You'll get another job. You'll get another high-profile job. If you, well, just, if you just let me take this, take this scene out. The
1: issue with that is, I'm pretty sure Terrence Malick is like one of the the three who has like final cut.
2: You can't say anything to that guy.
1: No, he's he's making the movie. Yeah. He will edit the movie. He will choose the music. Mm-hmm. He will fire the director, or he'll fire the what's it called the um the, the music guy there composer the
2: composer and he'll
1: eat that person's children. Yep. And that's that's what he gets. Mm-hmm. He gets to eat one baby per film. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah, because you'll. Yeah, because like, you actually have
1: to have to have a, a like a gestation going on during the making of the movie because mm-hmm. Terrence Malick gets to eat a baby at the premiere.
2: Yeah. yeah, I don't know. I just couldn't. Yeah, poor bastard.
1: Poor bastard. That <laughs> poor baby. <laughs> yeah, those are the problems he's got, man. Yeah. The
2: uh, did you? Uh, I know you have been. You have been watching the uh, the impeachment uh, uh, the impeachment uh, hearings. The
1: process. Yeah. I have not been watching it because I've been saying it for a long time. They will go nowhere. Mm-hmm. Um, Trump will serve four more years. He will not serve any time. Yeah.
2: And we, yeah, we still have that bet going.
1: Yeah. yeah, yeah. The, the bet, the orange theory yeah. bet.
2: Yeah. Cause I have a, uh, what was it? Um, I said impeachment or he'll lose the vote mm-hmm. and you said he'll win the vote, right? I said
1: he will not be impeached nor will he lose.
2: Okay. So I'm, yeah. I'm saying he, he'll either get impeached or he'll lose the vote. One or the other. One or the other. Yeah,
1: no. Okay. He's, he's this not going is, anywhere. Yeah.
2: This is the, the most even keeled bet. <laughs> it really is. Yeah. It, to- it's totally- <laughs> it totally is.
1: There, there are two outcomes. Yeah. And either one can happen, but yeah. either one will happen, mm-hmm. and either you win or I win. Yeah. What's what's my punishment if I lose? Oh, was it you had to eat something? Yeah,
2: it was MRE.
1: MRE. Yeah. Yeah, which really isn't that bad, because, I mean, the MREs weren't awful. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The episode is titled Leftovers on YouTube right now, where this episode also will be Yeah. Going.
2: Actually, you know, you know that, that, that episode, the audio on that one is uh, has to be... Uh...
1: Worked a bit. I think we did that one. It's low. Yeah, we did that one through the camera. Yeah. So it's pretty bad.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, but, uh, yeah, I'll do that. Yeah, we'll do that one. Yeah,
1: we'll do that one. You don't have to eat it. The MRE? No, I'll totally eat it. Okay. They they were not nearly as awful as as you think about. I mean, the whole, okay, look, we're boys. At the end of the day, I know there's a lot of girls who like doing it too, and that's cool because, like, we those are the girls boys, who hang though. out. Like,
2: like, a part of us are like, we're boys.
1: We're boys. And I don't mean that as in, like, you know, we're males or whatever. We're like boys. We like forts. We like cars. We like weird crap that happens. Yeah. The things that makes us smile yeah. can be really childish things. They're <laughs> very simple. I'm yeah. th- oh, a man of simple tastes. That's it. I don't have a lot of big things that I like in my life. I'm, uh, I'm ultimately a minimalist. But when you give me an MRE, where it's, like, smaller than a shoebox. Mm-hmm. I open it up, and there's a million pounds of food in it. Mm-hmm. And I can heat it. I know, like, everybody in the military is like, you're out of your friggin' mind. Those things are awful. Mm-hmm. But I don't have to eat them every day. Yeah. They're not exactly. a part of my regular routine no. where I get one I hope to God it's on beefaroni. Mm-hmm. To me, the idea that I can it's just, a, like...
2: It's an adventure. It's
1: an adventure. Yeah. Where if I just have a little bit of water, I can heat this up, and it's gonna... It's like, it's a chemistry set and a meal in one. Yeah. I lose my shit with stuff like that.
2: Yeah, I actually... Um... Just to uh just to rewind a little bit um about the impeachment hearing uh
1: oh okay okay,
2: so basically what happened yesterday uh that you know the guy who um uh you know sondland
1: I do not know sondland
2: uh, ambassador sondland, so basically what he did is he's one of the big he actually donated one million dollars to the trump campaign right mm-hmm. and so after Trump won, he actually made him ambassador uh I think, oh yeah you've told me about this yeah that you guy, you right? have mentioned this I, yes. know, I
1: i have a vague recollection of this
2: so basically he he was he was the the he was uh he's one of the Trump's closest allies in this whole thing right mm-hmm. so th- twice he's been on the stand saying that there was no quid pro quo quid pro quo and uh so he said uh he kept saying this and then uh, then the third time he said yes this there was a quid pro quo so
1: that was actually part of the quid pro quo yeah. what what uh, there was no <laughs> yeah so
2: then he came on yesterday and uh-huh. he was trying to be funny and stuff like that, but he was brutally honest he he said the truth and he said uh He's uh he was talking about hypotheticals and stuff like that. The like people like no, this is reality.
1: Yeah, these are no hypotheticals. Yeah, there's no
2: hypotheticals here, right? So even like uh let's get re- uh Representative Maloney, mm-hmm. uh he was on there. He fucking destroyed this guy. Really? And he's like he he said like, uh uh because he he was saying something to him and he's like he goes who would benefit from the this inquiry to the Bidens? Like he goes who would benefit in the end? Mm-hmm. And he's like. Goes, uh, I understand your question. He's like, uh, you're asking me two different questions. He's like, I'm just. Looking. He goes, no, I'm just asking one. One question, man. So if, the, if this, if this uh, investigation to, if, the, if this investigation to Ukraine or into the Bidens and hold, and withholding withdrawal, the, the withdrawing the the money, the, the money, yeah, right? the, fun, the, so the the funding, right, aid, the aid, the, the aid money, right. So then he said, he goes, uh, he goes, who would benefit from this? And the guy goes, and then Stalin goes. Uh, I guess that would be the president. Oh, God. And then the whole, the, the people in the back started clapping. And they're like, what? And then he's, cause he said it. <laughs> and he said, uh, he goes, then Maloney's like, see? That wasn't so hard. That wasn't so tough? He's like, yes. He goes, didn't hurt a bit. The truth truth doesn't hurt. Yeah. He, he said to him, he's like, yeah. he's, like, yeah. he's, like, yeah. he's like, yeah, that didn't
1: hurt a bit. <laughs> well, I hurt his career.
2: Yeah. And then Solon goes, excuse me. Uh, uh, he goes, excuse me. And he goes, he goes, yeah. He goes, I've been very forward with you. And he goes, I don't appreciate being treated like this, right? And then Maloney's <laughs> looked at him and he, like, I'll show you the clip afterwards. Song was just like he was like he, he went from laughing <laughs> and he's like oh shit oh god like he just said and, he, and even like the people in the background you can see them they just looked around they're like holy shit
1: you know you yeah. know like when you're a little kid and you're uh you're hanging around with your friend and he's usually pretty timid yeah and then all of a sudden his mom is like you know i told you you couldn't have friends over until you clean your room and he just like sit there with his mom sh- sh- shut up mom and the mom's like, "What? Yeah, what? <laughs> you're like, oh God, you're gonna, what you're gonna watch you your friend to? get murdered? Yeah. Oh no, mm-hmm. that's what that sounds like. It it's was, like he he thought for a second. You know, I don't yeah. like being talked to. You. Shut up, mom. Yeah, it
2: the, was. Yeah, and boom. What, yeah, and even like Jim Jordan."
1: Oh, I, jim jordan
2: i don't know how that guy is like he's so unqualified to be on that committee
1: uh, he's unqualified to remember to breathe properly yeah
2: he's he's really bad like it's two
1: out one in right
2: even like even when uh he was questioning sondland mm-hmm. song was just sitting there and he's like what the fuck are you asking me
1: just like all over the map yeah. and probably all softballs yeah,
2: you see that? he's like he's like yeah he's like
1: i don't know what you want from me
2: and he's like well and then because like he kept talking and talking right and then and then he would, it, it, it sounded like he would ask a question, and then someone would just look at him and be like.
0: <laughs> Those aren't And then he questions. just goes on to the next point.
2: Where like he's, yeah. going, he's just wandering around, like doing, like, 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 like just verbal like, garbage that's coming out of his mouth. Well, he
1: has been the, like I have not been following it a lot. He is one of the few guys on there who I, I kind of know what his, his deal is. And he's always been a bit of a, like a aloof. Oh, yeah. He's yeah. always been aloof and never gets the point. He'll, never makes statements, not questions.
2: Oh, yeah. He'll, yeah. he'll be buried with Trump. Like they'll be in the same coffin together. So, I mean, you know, by
1: his choice, by his own choice. Mm-hmm. But uh, it'll—it's like the Smithers, the Smithers, yeah, area in the exactly. Burns rocket. Yeah, Get in, Smithers. It's like, where, <laughs> where sir, <laughs> on the bottom, A <laughs> little room that I made for you by my feet. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's his. So he will have like the casket piece right in the bottom by Trump's feet. Yeah, the, but I mean, you know, have the Rolling Stones killed? But sir, those aren't the Rolling. I said have them killed. <laughs> <laughs> have them killed. <laughs> God, yeah, I know,
2: man. It was so bad. Like the like, and he threw he and Solomon threw everybody under the bus.
1: Yeah, I mean, that's how they're gonna have to survive. Yeah, he said, at this he goes, point, yeah right? because
2: all we were doing was we were all we did was listen to Trump. That's, that's yeah. what, I, that was actually the, on the cover of the New York Times of New York Times uh, New York Times, like the, the newspaper that was on the cover. He goes, we just did what Trump said. Up.
1: That's set what will team. happen if if anything does come from this. And like I said, I mean, my belief, I, I totally, I, I respect your point of view. I totally think that it's a, a valid hope. To see this happen on the yeah, for them.
2: And, and, and it could end up being nothing yeah so like uh but, but if
1: it ends up being nothing I do think there's gonna be a turnover in in um like the the little the little chamber whatever mm-hmm. whoever Trump has got around his inner circle there's mm-hmm. gonna be a big turnover because he's not he's gonna be paranoid he's not gonna know who to really trust there's gonna be a, a little bit of turmoil in that like there was the first little while where you saw the the secretaries, just like one after another, yeah. Everybody's gone. Press secretaries, like yeah. they last a week, yeah, and they're gone, 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 gone. Who's yeah. talking to who? Who's doing what? Yeah, like that paranoia will go up, but then I think it's gonna fizzle out to nothing.
2: I think uh, because and he, th- what he, yeah, he threw Trump under the bus. He threw Giuliani. He threw Rick Perry. He threw uh... well Giuliani threw himself yeah, under the bus. Yeah, he threw that guy under <laughs> the bus. Mike Pompeo, he threw him yeah. under the bus. He threw all these guys. And He said, yeah, these guys are all in it. It wasn't just me. He, yeah, basically, what he's doing, he's trying to save his own skin. He's like, yeah. So he's like, he goes. It was a full it was a it was a full circle of like all these people who did everything
1: they were all in a circle and they were all jerking off, yeah, I watched it all go down, and it wasn't me yeah they made me sit on the desk they made me push the button to change the porn yeah it's like that's basically what he's saying it's yeah. they were all doing about me yeah and
2: Adam Schiff is like i i like respect to that guy man that guy that guy handles it so well
1: yeah he gets i mean adam Schiff is uh he's in a weird place right because when you look at when you look at like the the leftist or more liberal media yeah they kind of hail him as the guy who's getting it done. We look at the very rightish media. They're like Adam Schiff is little Adam Schiff, right? He's a he's a schmuck. Mm-hmm. He's a putz and we should all know.
2: Yeah, I think if, I th- I think I'd be more, I think I, I would, I think I would kind of a, agree more with like this more, like to your point where like this will probably go nowhere. Mm-hmm. If there was a better defense, uh, if the, the Republican side had asked better questions and had better defense, within, yeah. if, if they're answering, the, if they're, Asking better questions to the witness, mm-hmm. they're not. There's no all the defense is is uh, trying to discredit witnesses.
1: Yeah, it's a lot of trying to discredit witness, witnesses and softball questions. That, that's all. Guys, that, right? That's all
2: it is. And like they're not, they're they're not. That's not that's not the defense that because like their biggest defense is that uh, oh the aid got released. The mm-hmm. big, their biggest defense, their biggest defense is that
1: uh, we were never holding the aid. Yeah, they, it was always
2: going to go out. Yeah, and they're and they're saying that you know what their yeah. their thing is like well oh, he got caught. Yeah, that's the that's
1: that's the biggest problem. He got caught. In, in what he said. And what he said wasn't really of any consequence because he was just talking. We just mm-hmm. he's their defense is basically look, the president's a clown and he talks. Mm-hmm. He doesn't shut up. Yeah. Like he just keeps rambling about dumb crap. Yeah. There was never uh there was never any doubt that we were gonna, we weren't gonna release the aid. We were always going to release the aid. That's that's what they're trying to say. And that's my that's what and, and I think eventually when this does go to the Republicans and they end up handling it, they're just gonna be like, Yep, get, get out. All done. It's fine. Don't worry about it. But what they're trying to say is that because he's such a clown,
0: mm-hmm.
1: our president is a clod. He's aloof. Yeah. And he just talks and rambles, read oh, his yeah. Twitter to see all the crap he says, and none of it happens, that there was never a quid pro quo. Yeah, because
2: Lindsey like, Graham... Like, that's their defense. Yeah, Lindsey Graham said, like, there's, there's no possible way he could have done a quid pro quo because he's not... He literally said he's not smart enough. He's to not do
1: smart enough. Like, it's just... He's saying things yeah. so much. And, I mean, really, when you look at the, this, this president and you look at the way he carries himself... It's a pretty good defense.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Look, do you ex- I mean, the baby's gonna cry? The baby's always crying. Yeah. Just because he cried and called you a bitch, mom, doesn't mean he thinks you're a bitch. He's always crying. Yeah, that's- and now he knows words and he knows what a bitch is, so he said it. The baby's a baby. Yeah,
2: but that's the I guess the counter argument. The counter argument to that is that regardless, regardless <laughs> of his, his incompetence, he's the president. He he broke the law. He broke the law, and he he broke the law. Even like when uh, that. Uh, uh, who's that lady who was, who, she was on, um, I'm so bad at this. Like she, she testified a little while ago. She was, uh, Oh, his ambassador. Yeah. That lady, she, yeah. she's actually from Canada.
1: Oh, she from Canada? Yeah, really? she's Canada.
2: She's Canadian. And well, well, she was born in Canada. Mm-hmm. She came out and she, yeah, she came out with the, she just dropped bombs. Like
1: just, me, I can't remember her name, but she's got the glasses and the shorts. She's, yeah. She has, yeah. The,
2: she has the Russian last name. I can't yeah. remember what her name is. And so, yeah, she just came out and launched. And then while she was testifying, mm-hmm. Donald Trump tweeted about it. Yeah, tweeted I, I during just the trashed her. That that itself is an impeachable offense. Yeah. So he, Donald Trump is just throwing more stuff. That's on like him. witness tampering. Yeah. If you, yeah. He's like, if you're gonna go, out, go out in flames.
1: Go out in flames. Yeah. Now the the only way this is gonna go anywhere, and again, I think they're gonna find a loophole because there's gonna be some loophole. The only way they're gonna go anywhere with this to make it where we see an impeachment or a charge or anything is what kind of precedent has been set and what kind of precedent will this set. So like because. Because we're dealing with law, the second you start dealing with it, where you're you're not going to charge them, or you will charge them because you have to charge them, that that becomes the next the next series of events that's going to happen. Yeah. Basically, like in in layman's terms, like if you don't charge them because these are illegal acts, then anybody else who does this kind of thing can just start doing this kind. Of, any other president can just start withholding.
2: Well, yeah, because they, what they're going to do is because uh, like. They... Basically, when it comes to or breaking the law, sorry. Yeah, so like basically, what it comes down to is that because uh, there's um, when it comes to like the process, the process of uh, uh, impeachment, mm-hmm. they said uh, like they asked them like, you know, what's the next steps going forward, right? And they said textbook step by step. They said you can actually look. They even said they goes text step by step. You can actually take a look at the Nixon impeachment. Yeah, and they said you could actually just like literally copy and paste it to this. Yeah, yeah. So w- what happens now? I don't know, but the. the the reason why I'm, I'm so, like, I'm so, I guess, not confident, but, like, the same, The reason I think this is going to happen is because it's, it's. I can see it from your side saying, like, you know what, fuck it. It's, like, you know, like, they're, they're going to find a way to, like, you know, like grease, grease his way through the door, obviously, yeah. right? But on the, uh, on, like, on, just based on the law. Yeah, ba- and, that, and that's what I mean. Yeah, based
1: on the precedent of the law.
2: Yeah, but based on the law, based on the witnesses, mm-hmm. based on the lack of defense, and what, and uh, th- there's no... There's no steadfast defense that they're saying. Like, you know, what what are they running on? Mm-hmm. Their their defense their is running on. Uh, you know, they're saying that uh, he's a clown. He's yeah. He's but, foolish. But the narrative of their defense of their defense changes every yeah. day. Say, <laughs> and that, that's a problem. There's no consistency, right? Yeah. So like, and they're and they're being called out on it, on in public mm-hmm. during these hearings, right? So. And Adam Schiff is like, he's saying it right to these guys, and he doesn't say like, oh you, because oh you, <laughs> yeah, Jim Jordan, Jim Jordan says like, oh yeah, they're doing this, they're doing that, yeah. Schiff is like, my my colleagues on this side are saying this, this, and this. They're like, don't even like listen to that. They're saying like, oh, there was no word for bribe and stuff like that, and
1: they didn't yeah. use the term bribe, and or there's no there's no bribery,
2: and the, and the, it seems like the it just seems like the, the on the Democratic side they just have. They just have so much. They have a counter argument for everything that the Repu- that the Republicans are saying, yeah. which is rare.
1: It's super rare.
2: It's super. Especially that,
1: with this pack of Democrats.
2: Yeah, and the, and the thing is now is like the the and you could see it filtered down into the news and stuff like like into the newscast and stuff. Mm. People are swearing in on the news now. Like one, this one lady said, like uh, whatever the, the the Republicans are doing, they're like, yeah, that's that's total bullshit. What they're doing, right? Like <laughs> they don't care anymore.
1: Miami, you can't use that on this network.
2: Like, yeah, she's got like, a fucking. They're like, we they don't care anymore. <laughs> I don't- because I think the the, the Democrats now, mm-hmm. I'd like to think this, and I think to a certain extent it might be true, is that the Democrats now they've, in a certain sense, in some areas of whether it's the news, whether it's the the impeachment hearings, whatever mm-hmm. it is, they are they've finally grown a pair of balls.
1: Yeah, I mean, it seems like that. It seems yeah. like it's it it took a while, and it took the right situation.
2: Yeah, and they're being led by Nancy Pelosi, no. and she's fucking yeah. And yeah, she, well,
1: she this said, version of Nancy Pelosi. Yeah, this version of Nancy yeah, Pelosi. Yeah, this version. The version of Nancy Pelosi when they had, you know, the, like, all control. All control. Yeah, that version of Nancy Pelosi would have so, blown this. Exactly. So it is it is nice to see. I mean, I, I don't disagree. and I know it sounds like a, it, this is like my Orange Theory bash. I'm like, it's really think- good, maybe someday. But I just... I just haven't got faith in it.
2: No, that's fine, and that's I,
1: the issue with it. That but got. I would,
2: I, I would rather have <clears throat> us have different points of view about this. Yeah, and then have well,
1: like, then it's not an echo chamber.
2: Yeah, and, and yeah, just ha- and just have can just have candid conversations about like yeah. why you think it is, why I think it is.
1: And I do appreciate. I mean, that, that's no. just it. I appreciate the point. I, yeah. I appreciate the perspective. Yeah, it's not something I'm going to talk too much about. So it's good that you are mm-hmm. because, like, we have people who listen to to this who are passionate about the the impeachment.
2: Yeah, like I, I don't think, I don't think that. Uh, I'd rather the impeachment process not exist at all. Oh yeah, I'd rather just have like, like just have a slugfest in the in
1: in 2020. Just to have a, a straight up put on the five ounce, and uh, <laughs> put on the gloves, go into the go into the ch- into the chamber, yeah. the amphitheater, yeah, put a little circle in there, no yeah. ring,
2: yeah, and just and just and just have like just have them out, like just just vote them out, yeah, vote them out. But there's a reason like all, every like Schiff to Pelosi, all these people, right? They did not want to go through this impeachment process. Even said, the chef's like, even said, he goes, Me and Donald Trump have had our differences. He goes, But it was, he goes, I want to make sure that everybody knows you. You know, our Republicans are the other side. He goes, We do not want to be here.
1: Yeah, nobody really wants to be here. He goes, We
2: do not want to be here, right? This is,
1: there is so much time and energy being wasted in this for, like, uh, I don't know, like, like an outcome that half people like me don't think is going to happen. And uh, half the people like you are really hoping or believe is going to happen. And either way, it, like you said, either vote them out. And just get rid of them all together. Yeah. Like, you know, wait until this goes for the next election and everybody just everybody's just smart enough to know what's happening. Mm-hmm. And we vote him out. Yeah. But the problem there is you've got like such a you you've got a weird group of voters right now, and I've seen it firsthand in the states, that just blindly, blindly vote because they're born into their vote. Mm-hmm. And they just doesn't matter who's wearing what, as long as it's a Republican, they're gonna vote him in. Yeah, you know he's our guy. So we're gonna vote him in. Doesn't matter what he says or what platform he stands on or what he's gonna do when he's in. Mm-hmm. Doesn't matter how bad he screws up now. Like I mean, even the the bullshit with the Apple factory, how like the Tim Cook, yeah. like the like right now he's talking about how like I built like today. I think it's today. I, I opened an Apple factory. It's like well the factory's been there for ten years. Yeah, you didn't bring it in with anything you did, mm-hmm. and uh, the one the, the 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 actual opening of the the factory he's talking about. Is just a like a think tank. Mm-hmm. It's a place where they design products, yeah. which is nothing. They've been doing that in Cupertino forever. Yeah. So like to say that you brought jobs here, you didn't. People no. move from there to here. So the amount of jobs for Apple is the same. The factory's always been there. Mm-hmm. So, but he's spinning it to make it be like, no, I opened oh, yeah. an Apple factory. Yeah. Like, like, so that doesn't affect these voters. No, it doesn't at They're all. They're just like, this is what he's doing. He's bringing jobs. And the economy's good. He's our guy. We're gonna vote for him.
2: Yeah. No, I, th- I think
1: except if he's black.
2: Yeah. Then, not, yeah. then they're not going to vote for him. I don't know. I, I just think it's uh, um, there's no, there's, there's there's no real because D- Donald Trump is just he's he's just an old fool.
1: Yeah, and, and he's got old fools voting for him. Yeah, that's, and I don't want to be like he's got like it's not a basket of deplorables or all that kind of bullshit. But no. there's a group of people who have been born and raised and aged into their vote. Yep. and they are they don't care about the news. They're the ones who who hear things like fake news and like, everything is fake news. It's yep. all fake news. You know all that stuff. Whatever he tweets is, is is religion. It should be printed in a Bible. It's like they're they're just gonna keep voting for him. Oh, yeah. He will never lose that chunk. So the vote doesn't work either. No, like vote him out, it's not gonna work because they're just gonna keep him in.
2: Yeah, I just think it's uh yeah. So it this all dep this this election is all about like how how many votes did he lose?
1: Yeah, and is it enough? Right?
2: Is it enough? And it's, how
1: many like who's gonna be the nominee? Yeah, and are they like? Cause that that was the problem here. Like you had. That, that Wanda Sykes thing on Blackish, she's like oh, yeah. you, know, you know, why she lost, don't you? White women. Yeah. It's like they didn't come out in the numbers. Like the black people came out in big numbers when their guy was up. Yeah. Like Obama was up, and it was like everybody was like, "This is the one." Yeah. Finally, right, and big numbers, huge numbers came out. The Republican vote kind of stayed where it was mm-hmm. as, as historically it was at the same numbers as always been percentage wise. Mm-hmm. Same thing for Trump, because I mean, as much as you want to say that like Russian influence or whatnot. That Russian influence, they didn't hack the election to make his numbers go up or down or make no. Democrat numbers go up or down or down mm-hmm. in that sense. They just had a misinformation campaign mm-hmm. and people bought into it and didn't vote Did Democrat. Vote.
2: Yeah, they didn't vote. You know,
1: yeah. they didn't come out in numbers to support Hillary. Yeah,
2: that's true. Hillary was a very unpopular choice.
1: Yeah, so. she was very unpopular. And like her history is unpopular. And, and you know, she's, there's a lot of bodies in there. there's a lot of skeletons in her closet. Yeah. Cool. Jeffrey Epstein didn't kill himself. Yeah, exactly.
2: Yeah. Exactly.
1: She's Je- I mean, one of those bodies is there. Yeah.
2: Maybe, yeah. She's maybe she's she's talking to shapeshifters in the woods. Then after and, she hangs out with the after she goes to those Bilderberg meetings, it's just one of those really in the woods.
1: Yeah. Hey, on the Epstein didn't kill himself. Because yep. That's not really our thing. Okay. But, you know what? Number one. Huh. Uh. No more. No more. No more political. No. No. I. Well, you mean today today We're done, oh yeah, yeah. yeah. well, well I've, got, I've got one fun one but oh, i mean like on, yeah. well not fun it's great like <laughs> conspiracy theory yeah but i i think you should bring it up some more i i have no problem with that i think that's it's one of the things that like i said we've got friends we've got listeners we've got people who are into that we,
2: I, I think we put about 10 minutes 10 15 minutes that's fine it. that's good that, that's fine
1: yeah um but what's his nuts uh epstein no not epstein edward andrew mm-hmm. prince andrew it was yeah. like uh i couldn't have been the person she was talking about that uh virginia guffrey oh yeah, yeah, yeah. because i, I don't know. sweat i don't sweat i don't sweat i don't sweat I don't sweat. What? He says the reason that he couldn't have been in the situation with the nightclub sweating like a pig when he apparently raped uh Guffrey. Yeah. Because, you know, that's rape, man. She's a little kid. She's a little kid. You uh you don't sweat, so it couldn't have been me. And apparently a dermatologist, like a little thing where they called a couple of dermies here mm. dermies, skin docs. They docks. called a couple of dermatologists. Yeah. Dermatologists yeah. here in Canada. They're like, hey, <laughs> So, are there any truth to that? And they're all like, no, he's out of his fucking mind. Yeah. He sweats like all human beings sweat.
2: If he had said, like, because he kind of reminds me of uh, Charles Winchester from MASH, because he, he said <laughs> the same thing, too. He's like, uh, it goes, Winchesters do not sweat.
1: Winchesters do not sweat.
2: They perspire. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, God. Oh, oh who, my God. Who has all
2: the MASH episodes, too. I found out.
1: Oh, really? Yeah. Um, I believe the U.S. Netflix as well has all the MASH. Does it? It did, yeah. You said all the I all fucking the MASH.
2: I fucking love MASH.
1: Mash was like top five for me.
2: It is still like you can still watch it, and it's like it it's 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 witty, quick humor. You know, I love Mash.
1: It is great for that. It is it is great because it's not it can't date itself. No way. It's about an era. Yeah. And that era was relevant to the times. So yeah. it's Like watching Band of Brothers.
2: Yeah, exactly. Like it's
1: it's well, with less or more gore depending on the episode you're watching, but it's like Band of Brothers. Where it can't date itself, so yeah. it's still watchable.
2: Yeah, because and then it's it's how you deal with those situations. The, this the psychological anguish it puts you through, uh, characters like some characters like uh, who were just like you just love so much like you just grew up with them and then they they die in the show and mm-hmm. stuff like that yeah it's it's such a good show
1: it's an excellent show yeah it is excellent excellent and show it is even more excellent when like I, I, I hate doing this to people who don't know but like when you actually watch it and realize that you never see Radar's other hand never because That's his true. hand is all messed up all messed up yeah. Yeah, his, uh, his hand was all messed up, so he's always got tucked somewhere or in a toque or in his pocket. You never see Radar's yeah, other exactly. hand. holding his bear. Holding his bear. And then when you do see it, that thing is... It's, it's deformed. Yeah. And I'm not making fun of the guy. I'm just saying it was one of those weird things where... When I was a little bit older, and I can't remember, it was my cousin or something. You like, oh, know, his hand is all messed. Gary Burgoff's hand is all messed up. That's why you never see it. Yeah. As a little kid watching it again, well, not a little kid, I was like 13 or 14. Mm-hmm. Like, man, you've never seen his other hand. Yeah. It's always tucked somewhere else. Mm-hmm. Even when he's all uh, tanning and uh, Potter rolls up. Yeah. He's like, what's going on? And he has that thing. His... <laughs> he <thing>? yeah. <laughs> got the, the tanning uh well, mirror, mirror, the tinfoil yeah. mirror. He's got his hands under it, and he tucks his other hand under his arm to salute. Yeah, that that was the episode. He's hiding his titties. That was the, that,
2: that was the episode right after Charles Blake died, right?
1: Yeah, that's the next one. Well, next one or like second to next second one. one. Yeah, that's right. Because Frank is walking around like big man on campus. Oh yeah. And then uh, Sherman T Potter. Sherman T Potter showed up and laid down the law. Yeah. Uh, great characters. Yeah,
2: I know. Oh. Anyway, continuing.
1: Uh no, that's really that's really all. Oh, you know what's not watchable? Hmm. What TV show is is I would say, and and people can fight me oh, to I, the death on this.
2: I I have a hundred.
1: Oh yeah, but I I was watching TV because uh, I haven't got the what's-it-called anymore, the cable. Mm-hmm. So I just watch what's on the the antenna, and the Wonder Years popped on. And I can't stand that kid. Which that one? Kevin Arnold. That Kevin, Even the dad, or the people, or their story. I, I realized as a little kid, I watched it because people around me watched it. Maybe I just didn't know any better. Mm-hmm. I put that on now, and I'm like, this kid's a loser. Like, Kevin Arnold is a putz, Shit. and I want to wring his friggin' neck. Like, oh, every that's... time he makes a face... Or says anything, mm-hmm. or his dad acts all aloof and stupid. Mm-hmm. Like, I just want to walk up there. I want to lick my hand. I want to smack them all. I can't stand that show. I don't care who likes it. You're wrong for liking that. That show is garbage. Okay, okay no, you're not wrong for liking it. The show is not garbage. Oh, I no, just no, no, personally no, don't no, agree no, with no, the pro. No, not no, you. I mean, the listeners. No, no, you guys are right. It's no, no, all right. I, I, but I, I hate it. Personally, I hate it.
2: I. I you know what thing is? I never regularly watched it.
1: Oh, uh, yeah. You can't watch it.
2: It's, it, it. I don't know. That show depressed me for some reason. I don't know
1: Yeah, well, the theme song. Yeah. What would you do if I sang out a tune? Would you stand up and walk out on me? Yeah. It's a great song. But when you watch that as an intro to a TV show, you're like, I guess we're all just sad because it's like, you have like war depression. Yeah. And then the kid dies in the first episode. I'm like, yeah, I can't do this. I know that.
2: The only thing I watched that, I like, I loved Winnie Cooper.
1: Everybody loved Winnie Cooper. Yeah. I'd
2: watch it just because it got me through the day.
1: People, I mean, you look at her now, she's still just, just a smoke show.
2: She's a... Fucking
1: genius. Uh, Again, yeah, and like yeah. just like three degrees or some shit like that. Like yeah. she's got, I think like a PhD or something. Yeah, like she's, she's, like, a, yeah
2: she's like Blossom.
1: It's a brainiac. Genius, yeah. yeah, she's like, uh, like Bl- you know what? Blossom is watchable now to me. I hated it growing up. I watch that show Yeah, now. I, ne- I never watched it. I never watched it, but it was on uh, just before we got rid of cable. It was on like every day on Deja Vu or something. Mm. And uh, right after work, that was one of my yeah, coffee shows. Is- Blossom is
2: still
1: on Deja Vu. And I don't hate that show at all. Like when you actually watch it, it's kind of like when uh, I made fun of Full House as a little kid. Mm-hmm. And then as I got older, I appreciated the babies, their acting. Mm-hmm. Like those little kids were, they were really talented. Yeah. The, the twins there, the weird twins. They're weird aliens now. Oh, with, with the helmet heads? Yeah. No, 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 the helmet heads. Their hair. <laughs> no, I'm talking about nope. the the babies, the twin babies. Oh,
2: like you mean the Olsen twins? The Olsen twins. Yeah. Thank you. The Olsen twins. Are they even Je- Uncle Jesse's babies?
1: Oh no! They, yeah, like, yeah, the bowl cuts. They, yeah, they had like the. No, they had, were like, terrible.
2: And underneath their head is like it looked like a full like scoop, like the, their
1: head. right underneath it. Yeah, their head, their head had like <laughs> like a mushroom. Yeah, their hair had like gravity. To it, it had the the mushroom fibers underneath yeah. it. No, I don't remember them too much because I think I had already walked away by then.
2: That's why uh, I walked away from the show. So he had kids. Him and Aunt Becky had kids. I was like, oh, I can't watch this. Well, he wasn't
1: cool anymore. No. He wasn't Uncle Jay. Uncle Jay. Uncle Jesse with the singing and the Elvis and the uh, Beach Boys.
2: Honestly, like guys who for, for like one, two, three people who were like one, two, three like separate families living in the same house.
1: Mm-hmm. You would think they'd have a bigger house. The house is pretty big. No, I mean, they should have had something fucking huge. You Do not think like, well, the set was huge. Like when they go downstairs to Joey's place, like, Joey's yeah. basement was gigantic. Mm-hmm. It was a massive basement. Yeah. I don't know. That was a pretty big house. I
2: guess, I guess it was, yeah. Then uh,
1: Uncle Jesse in the attic. The yeah. house was way bigger than it was in real life.
2: Yeah. It wasn't like it wasn't like South Fork, but it was a... Uh,
1: well, have you been to South Fork in I'm, real life? I have not. It is a bungalow. It's got, like, two bedrooms. Mm-hmm. Tiny. Not big at all. Oh, kind of disappointing, isn't it?
2: I got to watch uh, the best of GR and best of Jock.
1: Really. <laughs> <laughs> jock Ewing. Good old Jock Ewing. Oh, um, that's kind of, uh, it's kind of, oh, Julie. Okay. Julie Roberts. Julie Robert. Robert. Roberts. Yeah. Uh, younger sister of the genius madman, incredible. Eric. Eric Roberts. Yes. Uh, they want her to play Harriet Tubman. There was an actual moment there when the Harriet Tubman movie is getting made. The, the most recent one there. Yeah. Where a studio exec. In in like you know The mid 2010s I was like you know what We'll just make the movie We'll do I didn't get the whole article But I kind of skimmed through Real quick Because like the last thing I read uh-huh. Like we'll just like Tweak the story Make it about the slave trade Make it about the Underground Railroad But we'll make it An action adventure story In maybe that current time Or in the future And Julia Roberts Can play Harriet Tubman No one will know What we're talking about No one will know Fucking don't tell a story About Harriet Tubman Change it all to Julia Roberts And make her The character In this whole thing here Oh uh-huh i know that's not good and that's the world we live in oh fuck um i'll go read the rest of that because i'm pretty sure i paraphrase it a lot but people who are if you're listening go read about that yeah because it was it was weird like julie roberts played harry tubbin no one will know or care i think was the quote oh. <laughs> no one will know that's fucking harsh it's like albert einstein uh make him a black pizza baron running against trump for the nomination yeah No one will know. Make him super smart. He makes the bomb and he blows up two cities in China.
2: No one's gonna know what kind of
1: fucking. No one's gonna know. Oh god. Mishmash the stories. It'll be eclectic. Terrible. Um, that's the that's it. I think the music's been playing for a while. Okay. But uh, I just I just you know didn't acknowledge it. Hey man, that's cool. But that was a pretty pretty good one there, pal.
2: Yeah. The. uh... Yeah, you know what? I'll bring notes for next time too.
1: Yeah, you don't really have to. I just do this for fun. Usually we end up talking about that kind of stuff.
2: Yeah, but I should though. Like, you know, because there's certain things that I'm like, you know what? I'm like I we should re- I, I really want to discuss this. You want to really like, get it down there. Actually, not even that. I am like not even that. I just want to see like what is Vic's what would Vic's reaction to this be?
1: What is Sabes take? Yeah. On an at backside attack. At Vic story.
2: Yep. Peace out. <laughs>